Hello and welcome to another episode of the Yascast with me, your host, Yasin, and my honored guest, Gamer. Hi, Gamer. So, Yasin, you know the Spice Girls? The, the Spice Girls? Yes. Are yeah, you what familiar about them? with the Spice Girls? Okay. I am familiar with the Spice Girls. I'm, I'm, I'm British, of course. All right. Okay. I'm not British and I'm not very familiar with them, but I have a conspiracy theory to share with you. How many Spice Girls are there? Uh, I think there's like five, right? No, wrong. There are no? six of them, but the sixth one is never seen. You might know Spice Girls, Scary Spice, Sporty yes. Spice, Sp- Baby Spice, sporty, Ginger baby, Spice, Posh Spice, posh. but you do not know Similar Spice. Similar Spice? Similar Spice. How do you think they assemble all five Spice Girls at every single show and recording studio without fail? They don't. What happens when they get sick, injured, one of them can't make it? Similar Spice is there. Similar Spice will just fill it in. You never know. You never know this. She just looks like and sounds like every other Spice Girl. And you never know this. So you're saying there's a sixth Spice Girl that only exists as a, as a backup measure? For every other Spice Girl. And she can like mold into the appropriate one? It's the best kept secret of the industry, baby. Well, this is episode, this is episode eight. <laughs> Put that into your heads, people. Similar spice. There's a reason why nobody speaks out, and that's because Similar Spice is paid five times the average of a Spice Girl, because she is all five Spice Girls. Right. Okay, that makes sense. She she's paid as much as the other Spice Girls combined to be all of them. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. This is Gamer, who is at Gamer bundle.online <laughs> you know every so often i accidentally when i try and tag in something um i accidentally put gamer at bungie.online oh god no <laughs> and, and i'm like why isn't that working and I'm like, oh yeah it's not it's not bungie it's i'm it's not I, i've never played destiny 2 i you never played destiny oh okay okay i, 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 I play played it's direct competitor warframe instead <laughs> <laughs> I played both Destiny games. Uh, they're they're fine. I played the first one, and I played the the second one, and like they're they're fine games. I mean, I think <clears throat> I think uh, as as they moved from a uh, whatever the fuck it was to a live service game, it's kind of gone downhill, as all live service games do. I think Destiny was like the the first one that kind of popularized. I mean, obviously there was live service games before Destiny, but Destiny popularized the. Uh, the trend of having a like standalone game that you purchase one time and then fill it with DLC that you got to pay extra for and then eventually move to a free-to-play model and then just kind of become whatever Destiny 2 is right now. Like, there'll never be a Destiny 3 ever because <laughs> Destiny 2 is just way too lucrative. And I feel like all, all the DLC yeah. is, is, the, is the story that... Destiny it's, 3 would have become because because mm-hmm. when I played Destiny 2 originally back when it was a game you had to buy um, it was a you know pretty interesting story and, and the same is true of the original Destiny game so I, I'm i kind of curious as to because I've never played I've only played up to 
uh, the Forsaken, and then I kind of got bored with it. But after, but I presume they've they've added like loads of DLC and stuff on top to bolt. And I think it's it's funny to me how they can just like bolt extra bits of story on top. Like like it's, it's like like imagine if you were reading a book, right? And as the as the book progresses, you kind of got extra bits bolted on instead of just going into a completely new. Just appear at the bottom, like the pages just appear at the <laughs> you know, back. Like, like there's nothing like wrong with like stuff. volumes of of books, right? But like, imagine if you're reading just like a book, and like the 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 you know the story kind of just gets bolted on at the end as as you're reading. You're like sleeping in the middle of the night, and your bookshelf collapses one day, and you realize, oh, the book got an update and it's squeezed <laughs> out one layer of the shelf. Just collapses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it's just collapsed. I mean. This guy on you for buying that really shitty Chinese bookshelf, but then, like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Warfing does something very similar, but I don't know. Every time Warfing does something and the community is like, oh my god, digital extremes, thank you. This latest update, Whispers in the Walls, I love bootleg Jotaro, I love old twin. I'm trying to be very not spoilery for the people who haven't played Whispers in the Walls. I love mm-hmm. the novel adaptation of Arcane Energize. Only Warframe layers will get that. I love you <laughs> crashing the market. <laughs> and then, like, Destiny gets yeah, an yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, everyone Bungie, hates Bungie fuck? for updating Destiny, I guess. <laughs> Probably because, I mean, when did Destiny 2 come out? Let me, let yeah, me, let's see. Destiny 2 release date. Holy shit, dude. That game came out in 2017. That's like six years of constant like <laughs> DLC and story updates and and mechanics and nothing and and, and whatever. Yeah. I had to really quick, quickly look up Warframe's release date. It's like twenty thirteen. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. When, 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 when Warframe was twenty thirteen, right? Yeah, Warframe twenty thirteen. But then like twenty thirteen Warframe and current day Warframe yeah, are different beasts altogether. It's just like. The movement's different. The gameplay, the gameplay's still a horde mm. shooter, but like the scale is different. And of course, you have this story about uh, <laughs> I I can't explain what happened in the story either without spoiling people or without making it. Yeah, I've, I've heard I've heard that 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 Warframe is a much more um the community in Warframe is a lot more uh, uh chill and welcoming as opposed to Destiny, which I I guess makes sense because Destiny is like a really like uh, like in terms of of the the gameplay. I mean, as from my understanding of the difference between two games is that while both games are like serious in terms of plot and story and whatever, uh, people who play Destiny like hardcore take it a lot more like sweaty. Whereas people who, who play Warframe hardcore are, are still they aren't sweaty. They they aren't sweaty at all. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this right now. The people who play Warframe hardcore, quote unquote, they grab Wukong, who is a Warframe whose abilities are, I will shoot for you. A, I will shoot for you. Don't get hit. Don't die. Useless. Those are your four abilities, and your passive is if you die, no, you didn't. These serious players stay in missions and just kind of are there. They're just kind of there, and I'm like working my <laughs> literal best ass in the game off to like play the damn game the way it's made. Like I'm getting headshots, charging up my mm-hmm. rifle because it gets charged up by headshots, and I'm, I'm trying to get it done. And it's like these guys are just like <laughs> being chilling in the background, and I'm just like, okay, 
yeah, sure, guys. And like when we go to finally do the objective, they're like off doing something else. And I'm like, is this some sort of founder legendary tier fucking 17 years in the game <laughs> bullshit that I'm too new to understand, even though I have like a thousand, like 9,000 hours in this game or whatever the fuck? Right, it's right, not yeah, close, close. I mean, nine, 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 still pretty good. I think, like, you need, I think, was like an expert is someone who has like ten thousand hours in a particular task. So you're you're about like one, like <laughs> like what, like ten yeah. percent away there. <laughs> I'm a tenth of an expert on war. I don't think I've I don't have a thousand hours in like I don't think I have like so a thousand part of my name. I think the longest I've ever played a video game is probably like Burnout Free Takedown. And that's like the only video game I've ever like a hundred percented like ever in my life. Like that's like I have like every single. I think I have like everything. Actually, no, no, maybe not hundred percent. But I think I have like everything. Bar like by the time, because uh, I got it on PS2, and I and I, we my me and my brother we hundred percent it. I think I think there's only like one challenge that we got a silver in. Um, but like everything else, we're like a gold or whatever. So that's the only video game I've ever like 100 percent in my entire life. And I think, I think on that we spent like at least, I think like 200 hours on that. <laughs> just, just, just doing everything. But it's such a, it was such a fun game anyway. They don't make video games like that anymore. Like I was thinking about this earlier, um, how very few like big budget mm. games of the past like few years are not as like not iconic. The only one I can really think of is like Cyberpunk. But that's only because of, of the uh of the uh controversies surrounding such a game. But also because it's 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 the the art style yeah. is unique and also it's a brand new IP. So I think because of that it makes it different in comparison to everything else, which is a derivative, a licensed product, or the next one in like a long, long sequel. Like like and it's not like being a sequel isn't like a key to being iconic. Like I said, Burnout Free is an iconic game, and so is Revenge. And even stuff like Forza Motorsport 4, for example, that's considered to be the peak of the series. And uh, Gran Turismo, I think, 3 or 4, one of, either 3 or 4 is considered like the, the pinnacle of, of the series. And like, you know, and yeah, compared those games to Forza Motorsport, which came out this year, uh, a couple of months ago, and um, GT7, which came out last year, I think. And both those games are, both those games were like years and years in the making. And neither of them, in my eyes, are <clears throat> like iconic. You know, like I, I will forget about them because none of them have the kind of soul or heart that their that their predecessors did you know i'll compare like i compare like model warfare 3 which came out like well like last month or something and like that that yeah oh yeah and well, yeah, yeah first, first got company. Asked by Lever company right <laughs> but but also like it just absolutely fucking sucks okay my my cousin came around uh last weekend uh so this week last weekend yeah, last weekend um he was going to the airport and my my i live i live close to the airport so he, he stayed over and he he brought um his copy of one of for free on on disco he saw it on my xbox and i thought okay well you know he's installed it he's left the disc I'll, I'll give like the the first mission like a go uh the campaign and i was like wow this is this is awful this is probably one of the worst video games <laughs> i've ever played you know and 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 it's it is just I, I cannot oh explain to you how awful the campaign. This it, it feels like this was supposed to be like DLC or something, but like 
but 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 worse. I, I it's like it's like it's like I put no effort into the campaign. This is a full price game. This is like how a much six, is this? Is it like a sixty dollar, eighty dollar, sixty quid game? And you know, see, here's the thing, right? Right, sure. Yeah, I, I live like <laughs> third world country regional pricing, and like for Call of Duty, I would probably pay like thirty dollars converted, and I'm like. Maybe for thirty dollars is acceptable, but I cannot imagine paying the full fat sixty dollars for that. Yeah, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. It's just. I, I mean, look, I paid it. I played it for free, and I want a refund. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You took my you time know, away. Give that shit. Back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, and then you compare this to the, you know, the campaign in the the original Modern Warfare series, which I played. Way way back, Call of Duty is a militaristic shooter. It is it is totally like U.S. Army propaganda, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, it doesn't take away from the fact that the campaigns were you know pretty decent as far as video games go. The story is pretty solid. The characters are are good, you know, and 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 they were iconic, I suppose, in in that sense, in the context they appeared in. Yeah, a decade and a bit of of game development under belt and graphical improvements or whatever. It's like, well, this just sucks. In my opinion, in the present past couple of years, there are really very few AAA games, first party games that are iconic, that will live in memory for a good reason. You know, Starfield, that just sucked. I played that. It, <laughs> I, like the, 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 main, the main traversal mechanism in Starfield is fast travel. Okay. Because walking gets you nowhere. Oh my right? God. Yeah. I, I you keep know? seeing shit about Starfield and I'm like, I look at the gameplay and I'm like, I've seen this before. This is just Skyrim. And I'm like, right. I, yeah. And I've never played Skyrim. Like, whatever. <laughs> Sue me. I've never played Skyrim. Well, boohoo. But like, I, I look at that. I see gameplay of Skyrim from Osmosis or wherever. I see gameplay of Starfield. This is the same shit. This it's the same shit. Skyrim in space. Like, yeah. Oh, you like dusted off the fantasy dirt and like cloth rags and then you put on high-tech military spacesuit or whatever the fuck and it's like but you're still talking and walking and maybe doing combat and doing bethesda things and i'm like right yeah exactly you guys paid for this shit when monster hunter yeah. world is on sale <laughs> and you just play that instead you guys paid for this shit when near automata exists <laughs> thankfully i got it with game pass so you know again I just lost some of my time as opposed to my money. Yeah. But it, it, it's, 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 that's the thing. It's like, like the gameplay loop works for Skyrim, but it doesn't work in Starfield. And even worse is that obviously they, they, you know, the, the thing that really annoys me is that they made fast travel a primary method of traversal, which doesn't make sense. Like you want people to explore the worlds you created. Yeah. Okay? Like, that's this- why the, you know, fast travel is only there because as an option right mm-hmm. to, to quickly get across the map it is not meant to be the like a definitive way of getting around okay like any game when you build like a game like this it's like isn't the world like a character in and of itself and you're telling people yeah, exactly. to skip over that shit like but like, that's the on. thing the, the, there are no character there's no character in the world right like skyrim the skyrim like setting was its own character right oh you know talk about any other open world game like grand Auto obviously is the is the Great is a great example, or the Yakuza series, right? The the locations that they're set in are just as important to to the characterization uh, as as the gameplay and the characters, right? But but in Starfield, the 
you just land somewhere and it looks exactly like the last place you went to. Maybe the color palette is a little bit different, you know? And you go place and do thing, but like in the most like accurate, accurate to the reductive description. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Possible. Yeah, yeah. Like, you go place, you go place, do thing, and the place just looks, you know, barren as as all shit. You know, I and, paid money for and this? again, like. Yeah, yeah, people, people, I mean, there are people who paid money for Starfield, and it's like, they must be so disappointed. Like, I'd be disappointed, you know? And it's like, and the game, and, and to me, that didn't make the game fun at all. Because it's like, what am I actually doing in this, in this thing? Like, am I just teleporting around the universe? I, you know, like, I would much rather be playing Crowded Auto, which has a much, much, much smaller world for sure, but it's definitely a lot more detailed. Yeah, like I mean, if I wanted to go place and do thing, there's a there I can do that, and I can get paid for it. It's called work. It's yeah, exactly. And, exactly. I, and I work yeah. from home, so it's fast travel. <laughs> so like, I don't know what you want from me. I'm making more money than if I played Starfield, which is a net negative on my life, health, and happiness. So, like, but okay, here's the thing, right? Uh, two two points. Like one, I keep seeing all these mainstream games, and I'm like, you guys know there are more AAA games out there than just like Western first party studios. Oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> and, yeah, it, I mean, you you mentioned like some of the first party stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, I mean, those are the most common. But then like all the gameplay discuss game discussion as a whole is like, you guys are sleeping on so many good games. Like you guys realize that the remaster of Near Replicant like came out if you haven't played go play it it's very good music is top oh, yeah. notch i played it i'll play automata i need to finish automata actually oh, automata <laughs> is so good uh, wait finish how how many how much have you seen of it i don't want to say anything i i've i mean i haven't like finished the game like i haven't like gotten to an ending if that's what you're saying all right okay yeah no uh i'm not gonna say anything then so okay. you should probably go finish that after this podcast because it's, it's top notch <laughs> um Number two, uh, there are there's a lot of the triple A space that's like uh, reviewers have already shown you guys that this is bad, and the problem is people take the reviewers that are like the most flip floppity wishy washy dog shit motherfuckers, and I'm like, there, pick the reviewer that you align with the taste the most, and if they say yep, it's good, sure. use that as a data point to decide whether it's worth your money or not. I mean, Donkey has yep, a yep. whole video, and um. Watch I watch me get cancelled like on Twitter or whatever for liking Donkey. Oh no, I like the guy who said Octopath Traveler was bad, boohoo. But <laughs> he said Octopath Traveler was bad? He didn't like it. And then the Octopath Traveler oh. com- uh, community uh rioted against him and made several Be- videos. Because he had an opinion. <laughs> because he had an opinion. I mean, when like the- like it's it's great. Like okay, look. I mean, look. He's entitled to his opinion, right? That's the whole point of like living in a, you know. That's the whole point of free speech, right? Like I I enjoyed Octopath Traveler. Okay, I didn't finish it, but I enjoyed what I played. I did yeah. get kind of like bored a little bit because of the whole, you know, turn based gameplay. But but I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good game. Yeah, but see, you it's know, a turn it's a turn based JRPG, right? And yeah, Donkey is self professed. He does not like turn based turn-based JRPGs. The only one he likes of those is Undertale and Earthbound and Persona 5. And that's about it that I've heard from him. And like, I understand that. And then like the Octopath Traveler community comes out with like 17 videos where it's like, here's debunking Donkey (laughs) and in the same video say, I haven't watched the video yet. How have you not watched the video you claim to be debunking? But that's besides the point, right? 
Sure. Like people should follow reviewers that are like actual human beings that like what they like. Like I follow yep. indie game reviewers and like people who like Metroidvanias and people who yep. like, well, I, the guy, one of the guys I follow, I only followed because he liked Monster Hunter World and then he liked Monster Hunter Rise. And I'm like, I think I, I think we have a same taste. So it's like, <laughs> these guys know, these guys have played the video game and unless they're like sponsored or compromised or their family has been kidnapped or some shit, they're not going to go out and say Starfield is good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're, if they're I mean, I mean, <laughs> it all it all boils down to it. Like, I feel like, I feel like what it is is that we have too many cooks spoiling a broth in this situation. Where like, like games are getting way too big and way too complex, and there are just way too many moving parts in in these like massive game studios that are responsible for making these games. Right. Then, secondly, we we have the issue where. Pretty much all games are now using very similar rendering engines like Unreal and so on. Because obviously it's, it's way easier to use yeah. an aftershelf rendering engine. You than don't to want create to make that own. shit from scratch. You don't want to make that shit from scratch. Yeah, exactly. So that so these games then start to look like each other in a way, right? Like you know, there's a point where I played I started playing this game Cocoon. I say absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I, I, I see He's, you on Discord playing Cocoon and I'm like, oh, I wonder what that is. <laughs> It's so so good. It's a it's a puzzle it's a puzzle game, um, but not in like a not in not in like a traditional way. Uh, it's 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 so good because the puzzles are like not I wouldn't say they're they're hard or mm. easy, but they they just kind of have like a flow to them. Like you you kind of are led into the next solution. You work it out yourself. And Forgive you're like, oh. the Steam Deck noise. I'm just checking if Cocoon is available on Steam. <laughs> It should be, it should be. But a cocoon is made using Unity, and you can tell it's made using Unity. But so so yeah, so games are starting to look a lot like each other, especially in the in the AAA space, because it, it is just easier to use Unreal or, or whatever, right? Than to do your own thing. Oh yeah, found it. You found it? Oh great, great, great. Oh yeah, no, it looks very much like a Unity game. <laughs> it's got that Unity geometry. Right, yeah, exactly. Again, exactly. Also, it came from the people who did Limbo and Inside, so I yes. mean, it's kind of part of the studio style as well. But I get what you're saying, yeah. like the engine influences the art style, and like if that's the art style of the studio, and a lot of studios have similar art styles because of similar engines, everything's gonna end up looking like, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and, and it, like, it's not an issue with indie games because they have their own little thing that makes them unique. Like Cocoon is going to be different to any other Unity game out there. But because of the scope and scale of these games now, and especially with how large these gaming corporations are, the 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 ability to take risks is is lessened because now it's it's more about trying to turn a profit, right? Actually and what turns a profit? But like you know, what turn what turns a profit? Shooters sports and copying Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I keep seeing like so like when you turn on the Steam that there's like trending amongst friends and it's always it's free to play shooter. Oh, okay. And then I look at it, it's just Fortnite. It's just first it's just person Fortnite. It's just a battle royale. And of course it doesn't work on Steam Deck because Epic Anti Cheat or whatever or whatever. EAC. Yeah, of course. No, uh <laughs> it's not Epic Anti Cheat. It's fucking what's it called? Easy anti cheat. Easy, easy. Yeah. Easy, easy anti cheat is just like, oh yeah, no, they're copying Fortnite again. But like, yeah, there's no risk. And like they make this grand AAA thing and then they don't realize like how do you know your idea is validated? How do you know people are going to like the thing that you make? Why don't you just make like a double A game first and 
I, I mean this in the most absolute sincerest way possible. I want more double A games that take more risks, yeah. that are less time and less expensive, but are easier yeah. to make. I would gladly yeah. pay like like I need to convert it into non-region adjusted prices. Forty, thirty dollars <laughs> for yeah, a yeah, exactly. maybe twenty, thirty hour experience. I'm fine. That's that. it. That's but it. That's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you know, it comes back to what I was saying about Forza and 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 Gran Turismo, you know, the, the, both these games are to make a return on the investment, right? Because you know, uh, Forza Motorsport was in uh, eight, was in development for like six years or something, six seven years, and I think GT Seven was in development for like a, for like a roughly similar amount of time, you know, closer closer to a decade, right? So so after all that time of building and making and stuff, you you got to create an experience that is designed to make money and you know and that means you don't take the risks that the earlier games did for the craft and like you know the you know and it's like even in gt7's case for example they they made the game with a kind of skill curve well with a gameplay curve that induced you to pay for microtransactions <laughs> in, a, in a full price game you know, to the point where GD7, the developers were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um, induce artificial scarcity in a video game by making cars sell out." And it, uh, it's they used to make games that put you in flow, and now they make games that put flow of money into their pocket. I don't know how yes, to word exactly. that better. But yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. You know, and a Gran Turismo is like, a perfect example, right? Because the the earlier games they made they let you choose your own path, they let you choose your own flow and your own your own way of doing it, and that's why you plow hundreds of hours into these games. Whereas GT Seven and and Forza Motorsport as well, both of them have gone the path of basically trying to kind of corral you into a into a way of of doing so for example in in gt7 uh you have the menu book system which very which literally forces you to play the game in the way that the developers want you to by by essentially making you go through like a a very linear campaign mode in motorsport uh eight the game is a little bit more open but you can only do one championship at a time instead of having multiple championships on a go so you are kind of oh forced into going into one sticking choosing a at a, at a a championship and then going through that and then there's not even that many championships right so so you kind of like are left with doing nothing you know it's a theme park it, it, it's a theme park yeah yeah exactly the, oh, the oh games, my god i just realized that's such a brilliant analogy yeah it's like a theme park like oh no like they're so averse to risk or reward. They think their players are like that as well. So they want to handle yes. the players through everything. Yes. It's just like, wow. <laughs> I, I don't want a game new. to handhold me, you know? And it's not like these guys aren't averse to it. Like, like I said, you know, uh, Motorsport 4 and, and GT4, they were both, uh, you know, relatively open games that like you do what you want to do the way you want to do them. And that's why they're considered some of the best, if not the best in the series, you know? You know, fucking out in GT4, right? Okay, in in, in Motorsport 4, okay. I I got a uh, I got a Toyota Prius, right? And I put like a massive fucking engine in it, and I was toe to toed Ferraris in, <laughs> in a Toyota Prius. You know, like that's like a level of of unparalleled freedom right there. In in Forza Motorsport 7, I cannot 
sorry, Forza Motorsport Eight. I cannot. I mean, the Prius doesn't exist, but like, I cannot just take like a like a like a shit box, dump a massive engine into it, and and you know outpace Ferraris because the game just doesn't let you have that freedom anymore. They put the fun police in the, in the game and then called it like a gameplay asset or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It looks gorgeous, right? But it doesn't feel gorgeous. I mean, I, actually, I keep seeing it like, oh, here's a benchmark and it's like Forza. And I'm like, this looks really cool. Is the game fun, though? Yeah, I mean, like, it's, 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 it's a flawed, it's flawed fun, right? It, it, it is fun to be on the track and it's fun to, to play. But then when you get like the auxiliary stuff, like the championships, the mechanics, the, the weird uh, the weird kind of the fe- feeling of the game is just missing a lot, and I feel like that's the same for many many of the, the big budget AAA games that are being made. That they are lose, they are they are so focused on maximizing their value to shareholders that it's no longer about creating a good experience, mm-hmm. you know? And like, obviously, you know, you could say, Oh, what about indie games or what about, you know, Japanese games? Well, yeah. Like, yeah, of course those are going to be good experiences, but it's, it's like, it's, it's like the same with films, right? You know, films that are made by big budget blockbusters are just the samey bullshit. Right, go back ten, fifteen years, and even there was a lot of diversity in big budget films. It's that now the budgets are even even bigger than they ever were, mm. and so because of that, there's less risk involved. And yeah, that's the thing, right? There's less risk, and they don't understand that pumping more money but taking no risk does not make your reward great. I mean, it's risk reward balance for a reason. Right, you take a mm. risk, and then you get a big reward. In this case, people are gonna really resonate with it, or maybe they're gonna hate it, but they're gonna like they're gonna have some reaction yeah. to it, right? And like the bit, it's 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 kind of sad actually. The bigger the budget, the less risk they can take, but they yeah. think that the more yeah. budget they can pump into whatever slop they're making, Grand Theft Modern Fair twenty five million, <laughs> like uh, and like sell it to the lowest bidder, and it's like ooh. Look at this new game. What does it do? Nothing. Oh, at least it's on Game Pass. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Also, I, I'm going to say it's really funny. Gamer podcast. Gamers on the podcast and they're like, <laughs> we're just talking about video games. Very appropriate. Yeah. It's the gamer effect, people. It's the gamer game effect. Yeah, yeah. And you look, I love, I love playing video games and stuff. Like I've had, you know, my first console was a PS One, so I've been playing video games for all my entire life. And it's, it's, it's funny to see how video game as like an art form has has become like the diff, like Microsoft and Ubisoft and EA and whatever. They're not video game companies, right? They're just companies now they are just corporations yep. that just happen to make video games right and and making video games is 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 a creative process but the creativity just isn't there in that you know big like i said you know burnout paradise and so burnout you know burnout series after free to paradise were made by ea you know criterion under ea that's a triple a game blockbuster whatever right and you know, you know, completely novel, completely brilliant gameplay. So it's not like it can't happen that a big budget studio makes a makes a good 
iconic video game. It's just that now the budgets are so big, the studios are so big, the companies are so big that the risk just isn't there anymore. What matters is is making something that because that's the thing. Video games are are no longer a kind of niche hobby anymore, right? It's a mainstream. It's the biggest hobby in the fucking world. <laughs> it's the biggest bug hobby in the fucking world, right? V- video game. Okay, gaming was the only entertainment medium that that didn't get fucked by the 2008 recession. Okay, and gaming, of course, was the was the only entertainment medium that didn't get fucked by the 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 dip in in pandemic related spending, right? Mm-hmm. So. Gaming is a normie hobby now. Like, I mean, that's that's not like gatekeeping or whatever. But like, come on, like the most popular video game on the planet isn't like Spider Man or or or, uh, or I don't know. It's, it's a Spider Man, right? It it's Spider Man. It's, yeah, it's fucking FIFA. It's, it's fucking it's it's fucking FIFA. It's FIFA and Ball Modern Warfare. Throw right? men hot suits. What were we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 FIFA. It's FIFA. It's FIFA, 2K basketball, and and Modern Warfare or Battlefield, right? Those are like the only four, like those are the only like four video games that anyone plays. Okay, you know, so so why do anything different? Honestly, like, I guarantee you, if you take that big budget that they have, slice it up into like five or six parts, make four, five or six triple A, a double A games instead. Four of those are gonna be hits, right? Exactly, and then they'd make more money off of that. Than on their single triple A Starfield, of course, yeah, of course. But I mean, you know, why why be creative when you can just do microtransactions? Yeah. You know, the Fortnite method. But I mean, even the Fortnite method is is failing. I mean, for, I mean, Epic laid off like something like what, like a like a, a good tenth, I think, of their entire workforce. They lay off 810 employees, and then Tim Sweeney says, we cannot support the Steam Deck because we do not have Linux programmers. <laughs> My brother in Christ, you're the one who fired them. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, wait, I do know what you're talking about. You have a complex because Mr. Tim Sweeney is so salty that the Epic Game Store, who only had a functioning cart feature, you know, the feature that is necessary on online shopping platforms because it came from, I don't know, real life shopping platforms. <laughs> as in it is a physical device that you just need to make virtual. It didn't have a cart for like, I don't know, six to seven months after its inception. And oh, people yeah, had yeah, to yeah, buy yeah. their games one by fucking one. And he wonders why he's failing to bring in anyone into the Epic Game Store. When did you know that Kingdom Hearts 2 released on the PC, but the Epic Game Store is such an anti-memetic device that Nobody fucking knew that Kingdom Hearts 2 was out on the PC until it came to Steam. <laughs> Nobody fucking knew that that shit was on PC until it came to Steam. And now he's like, but I don't want to put Fortnite on the Steam store because Valve has a monopoly. Well, listen here. I'm glad that you're trying to compete. Just please keep failing at it so Valve can maintain their monopoly of it, right? Because yeah, at least yeah, they're doing yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I say this as a complete and utter Valve simp. I have a Steam Deck right here. It is the <laughs> best thing in my life right now. Uh, that isn't like my family, my life, my hobbies, you know. It's the best device that I have right now. And it's like, come on, man, get for the program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, the oh, wait, Epic you can't. Game... You fired the program. <laughs> the, the Epic <sighs> Game Store is, is funny. I mean, I just want to say something. Like, like, so, so you know, the, the thing that, like, everyone is trying to emulate Fortnite because Fortnite makes loads and loads of money. But the thing is that Fortnite is now, like, not making loads and loads of money. And 
what's interesting about that, of course, is that Fortnite has pivoted into these uh, new game modes that they have, right? That people are talking about. Okay. And they're actually mm-hmm. fresh and innovative and creative and, and whatever. And you think that the reason why that only has happened is because Fortnite has lost so much cash over the last year that they actually had to think of new ways of getting money money in. The creativity was forced. The creativity was forced because they actually needed to find new ways of drawing people back in to 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 um to get them <laughs> to spend money, you know? But back to the Epic Game Store. I mean, holy shit. What a what an awful, awful like marketplace. I mean, it just absolutely sucks. You can't even change your profile picture. Okay. Like that's how ter- Yeah. Yeah. Like so so every so if you so like on Steam, obviously you could change your profile picture on Xbox, you could do that too, right? But on Epic, despite the fact that you have a profile picture, which is just your initial. So for me it's a Y. For you it'd be a G. Okay. You cannot change it at all. You are just stuck with the the letter. Oh God, that's so stupid. There, it's like, but every other platform that sells you video games lets you choose your profile picture. But I mean, I yeah, think- the game store is just just a mess in so many ways, right? Like, you, you know, it it. I I can't even think of how how bad it's just just bad. And and like- and Tim Sweeney is like all about oh yeah, but you know we're doing the competition kind of thing yeah but not really i mean tim look epics get epics like modus operandi on the on the pc side is to essentially use epics massive war chest to distort market forces in order to compete with steam and that war chest is shrinking by and the that day, war shrinking by the day. keep giving shit out because they keep giving oh, shit yeah. out right but but it's like and that's it's not and that's the thing people are only using the using EGS because of the free games. Like, hey, that's why I'm using it, right? Only because of the free games, okay? I don't actually use it because it's useful in any way to me, you know? The store is laggy, okay? It feels like it's, feel like it's, it's like, I feel like it's worse than Electron in some ways. Yeah, it probably is on Electron. They don't know the feature set that they want. They don't know the feature they want in, in, in the Apple Game Store. They feel like just by, by, by just, pumping money into it people will use it but the thing is that steam is useful steam is better in in many ways because it it has the features that it needs it does no more than it needs to it has a good catalog and so on and so forth even if epic had the same catalog as the steam store it just does not work it is laggy it is broken in many places it feels like it weighs down my computer every time i have to I have to open it for any reason you know and, and i'm and, so glad i don't actually I, I i made like a pact with myself like you're not doing anything with epic like like it's too much effort to get that shit on the steam deck <laughs> it's funny because i i reset my pc recently and um i just didn't install the epic game store because i'm like well i've never <laughs> i didn't actually use it before so i'll just like not use it again but the reason i had to um reset it was because so my the oem decided to partition the ssd into two drives the the boot drive and the storage drive oh great and then the boot drive got filled up and i was like yeah man i am this is this is awful, right? Like, because I, I I can't offload like everything onto the storage drive. It's like, well, you I know, don't I'm, even think there's like a reason. To there's do no that reason to do that because it's, because th- if it was a if it was a hard disk, right? Then there would be a reason because obviously the the yeah the, the fragmentation you want to keep all the parts for the boot drive in the same place. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. when it spins up, it's faster. Yeah, exactly. But there's no need to do that for an SSD. It just like some sort of weird like. But anyway, so I reset my PC and I merged the the two drives together. So now I have one big fat. C drive that's you know 
900 and whatever gigs because of how windows does store i hate this man like like you buy a terabyte <laughs> you buy a terabyte okay and then you go into sense like huh this is like 930 gigabytes as i would actually we have taken 70 gigabytes are you gonna give them back yes yeah, like, like, where's, where's the 70 it's like well actually you know hard drive manufacturers use use metric uh metric measurements for um for uh for storage capacity so one terabyte is a thousand gigabytes okay but then windows uses uh binary binary measurements for hard drive so one terabyte is 1024 gigabytes or something so i yeah anyway that's besides that's like some some sort of other mess or whatever back to whatever the fuck we were talking about oh my god it's been 40 minutes i still haven't actually asked you my first question i think this is the longest time (laughs) to first question ever so far i think what do you mean there was like a one hour thing that i mixed where it's like one hour until first question i'm like oh Okay. No, 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 no. Maybe no. I should stop listening and maybe mix this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think the the longest so far besides this episode was I think with Julia and the time to first question was like thirty something minutes. That probably was it. Anyway, but so hey, no, hey, I beat that record. You I'm beat that record by 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 accident. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so my my question, my first question to you, uh, gamer at Bungle Online, is just tell me about your, you know, your Fediverse history. You know where you started. Why did you join the Fediverse? You, you, How mean, NSFW can I get? Uh yeah, go ahead. I don't really care. So, like, I joined the Fediverse because I, I was on an on a whole website. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, what? Okay. You, you were browsing, okay. you were okay. browsing for on a I was browsing an on a whole blog, reading reviews, because every time I... Okay, here's just the thing about me. Like, I like reading reviews before I buy things. That's just how it is. I mean, a lot of people are like that. And, of course, and on a whole, I'm technically not allowed to import it into my country. So I want to make sure that if I buy something, it's going to be fucking good. And this was okay, when I was a broke-ass college student. So, like, I was browsing it. And then I saw that, oh, this guy has a video of him using it. Oh, he's cute. Does he have any socials? And then I see this Fediverse icon. And then I look, I like try and join it. I joined three instances because I didn't know that instances federated. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. And then I, and then I just kind of dipped after that. <laughs> and then a few, and then I stumbled upon the blog again. I was like, I think I'm going to try and get this Fedi stuff going because to, on Twitter, at the same time, I think I was getting canceled on Twitter because I had some like very irrelevant opinion on local politics that got me canceled from my local university scenes. So that oh, was wow. fun. We'll talk, we could talk about that later. Yeah, but of course. I, I tried Fetty again and then uh I am so sorry. I signed up to gameliberty.com. Yeah, one of those like uh free speech instances. Oh. Simply because I thought, oh, these guys are free speech, so they'll have the least amount of blocks. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that though, so I just kind of hung around there for a while, and then I made some friends, started making them like carving my space out in the network, right? And then some somebody told me, uh, "Oh, you're in Macedon. You should try like like Pleroma or uh, Miski." And then I was like, "I tried out Pleroma. I have an account on Outer Heaven. I still have it, and that's my alt." If ever Bungle goes down, but usually when Bungle goes down, I kind of just wait for it to come back, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I, I bug Weeble in the Discord like, "Hey, the server's down. Did you miss the payment for the server again?" Or "Hey, the server's down. Someone did, did Sulo break the thingy again?" And it's like, whatever. I'm not DevOps, so I don't know anything about server ma- like maintaining a server sure. yet. But so I started on Outer Heaven. I went to Outer Heaven. It was pretty cool. Then 
somebody was like, oh, uh, I had a friend. I don't know if they're on the network anymore, but they were like, uh, I think my, uh, my friend's starting up a fandom leaning uh, instance. You want to join? And so like I joined Bungalow.online and I've just been here ever since. Like I, I became a mod because like I was... I, let, let's be real. I'm like one of two people who use this <laughs> use the website actively. It's actually really funny because people think me and Weeble are the same person. Oh, okay. Like, no, no. I, I, I live on the exact opposite side of the world from Weeble. We live in exact opposite time zones. It's just that she's active when I'm not, and I'm active when she isn't. <laughs> but like, I'm just a mod. I'm not the admin. So like, don't block me or whatever. <laughs> We, sometimes I even have like users. Uh, some of the users just kind of left. They've made their own instances. But like, I had a user who's like, "Hey, can you un can you defederate from that?" I'm like, "I can't do that, my guy." But I can tell Weeble to do that, so it's okay, I guess. But yeah, and I still people, I still get people thinking that I run Bungle Online, and they they come up to me. It's like you know, Bungle Online federates with Jiggle Biggle Dodongus Wongerbingus, and I'm like, "Yes, we do." But you shouldn't be going to me, but I will forward your concerns. I'm just a receptionist. <laughs> just you're, a, you're a front desk. Yeah, I mean, trust for a little while I did for you. I, I assumed that you were like the only person on, on Bungle.online. So it wasn't only until you mentioned your uh, moderator, like a few. Like, I mean, when we started becoming friends, like I think you mentioned your your uh, admin like a few weeks in. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So this guy just just is 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 there is someone else, uh, at least two yeah, people. I just exist here. I don't run the place. <laughs> You're just just like a freeloader on on uh, on Bungo Online. <laughs> I will say I would see. I would agree with that, but I have actually contributed money, so I'm no oh, longer freeloader. That's nice. That's great. Yeah, pool. yeah. See, there you go. And Always I'll, support your. I am earning. I can actually give more money to help out with the server. Thankfully. Always support your mod, your your server administrators, guys. They do a lot. Yes, for you. DevOps is a hard job. I know because they make my job hard. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what does what does Bungle use? Is it uh, one of the keys? Um, Misky, just plain old Misky. Just plain we were Misky. On yeah, uh, we were on what was it, Firefish for a bit, ah. but then like Weeble didn't like the mobile interface. And I mean, I deferred to her for all of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I just get used to the interface after a while, so it's fine, right? Um, and uh, the thing about me is like, I'm very interested in the Misky dramas always. I'm always on the side of Firefish. I'm sorry, cancel me, whatever. I like Firefish, right? <laughs> I don't like Ice Shrimp. I don't like how it's just a hate fork of Firefish. Uh, I, uh, yeah, Man. I don't like Ice It's a fate fork of Firefish. Too much drama about how like Firefish is becoming corporate, but then like oh, it's not really corporate. They just have like let them let them do branding. Branding is fun, okay? Marketing is fun. Like making the little videos, that's fun. I get that you hate capitalism, but like let's we can separate the activities. They're not selling out to anyone. And they're like, no, it's Ice And I, I was just really interested in that, right? And then like Weebles, like, I really don't give a shit. We're using Misky, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, that is the one thing that keeps Bunkle out of any drama. The only, the biggest drama we've had was like the whole Fetty Tips debacle, but that was just because people couldn't read the bio. That's really it. <laughs> that, it all of our dramas are really simple misunderstandings that blow up, and like we try to clear it up, but people just continue to do the misunderstanding. Like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. We're just kind of here. 
Just kind of here, just kind of here. So you have um, on your profile, you have the gamer manifesto. Oh my god! Do you god. mind uh, <laughs> elaborating on that for our audience? Oh my god! Let me uh, like pull that. This up is this is also well. something uh, because uh, obviously Bangal is is because the thing about <laughs> the thing about having you on the podcast is that you like you and I are, are, are you know uh, pretty pretty decent friends, but like no one actually knows who the fuck you are. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's fun. Like, like I, I, I mean, it's like, like you know, me, me and Gamer, I, I would say, I would say we're we're pretty, pretty good friends. Uh, like, but no one, no one knows who's the fuck you are. Like, you have like the, the fewest comments on, <laughs> of questions of of anyone so far. Like, even no, even, yeah, I, I completely expect that because I, I craft my presence so that I am both like I am a beacon that goes out sometimes. That is me. Like you can try and orbit me, and I am close to like a few people, but uh, as soon as you try and like, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like negative or anything, but it's just like I I am here. I follow people that I like. I post things that I post. If you like me, then yeah, sure, I'll interact with you. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it's all very chill. It's like very low stakes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Man. So I don't, I'm not very, like, I don't have the intensity. I just have the width. Right. Yeah, yeah. Things. And that's fair enough, man. That's, but, that's, that's the beauty of Fediverse. You know, you can, you can. But the, the Gamer Manifesto. <laughs> yes. Back to the Gamer Manifesto. Yes. So please do, please do tell us about the Gamer Manifesto. In my second year of college, I had a crisis of faith. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll start there. Right. Uh, I took an ethics class. Which sent me down a YouTube recommendation rabbit hole of stoicism. So I was on that for a while. Okay. And then stoicism stopped working. But then uh, I read about how it started. And they were like, you know, the stoics just stole a lot of their doctrine. Because like back in ancient Greece, philosophy was a business. Yeah. And it, teaching philosophy was lucrative. And yep. if you could teach good lessons people will pay you. So what the Stoics did, they just took shit from other schools and synthesized that. And now it's their shit. And now it really works. And it worked so well, it carried on into the modern day. And now tech bros are using it to justify suffering at the hands (laughs) of the tech bosses. That's neither here nor there. But the Gamer Manifesto is a response to my crisis of faith my lack it, my un, my wavering in stoicism, various things in my life, and the fact that being a gamer is kind of a big part of my identity, like it or not. It's I'm going to be t- I'm going to tell you guys right now. If you think it's a shit post, again, my response is it's half a shit post. I I wrote it like a shit post, but I actually truly believe in it. Like whatever, sue me. But yeah, gaming is the act of ordering your consciousness, and I so- I stole this line from Dan Co. Don't ever look him up. He's one of those scummy marketer types, but I really like his prose. So, <laughs> gaming <laughs> is the act of ordering your consciousness around specific limits in order to achieve specific goals. Remove the gaming part. That's just what you're supposed to do in life. You order your mind, you focus your thoughts on what do you need to do to get what you want to happen. Like, it, remove the hustle culture, remove the capitalism mindset from it. Like in day to day life, get out of bed. What do you need to do? What do you want to happen? I want to get fed. What do you need to do? Make breakfast. Bada bing, bada boom, you're gaming, right? <laughs> <laughs> like going further, uh, if you, 
I'm not saying like use gaming as a complete metaphor for life because it falls apart in so many different ways. Oh, yeah, I course. mean, reality is too complex for any one game that isn't life or reality itself to encompass, mm-hmm. right? But elements of gaming can be adopted in order to give you a framework to think about how you're supposed to live your life. Right. So when I said you make a build, acquire skills to apply to quests or projects, and then you que- those quests or projects drive the game life forward and have stealing this i'm not i'm not only stealing the pros but i'm also stealing the cadence and method of delivery of danko so sue me but (laughs) that is that is it's sincere you make a build what are you good at what skills are you good at what can you turn into value maybe valuable to yourself value for other people aka job like what can you do that allows that what can you do to gain value and what can you use that value on that makes you happy right makes you appreciate life for some people it's their hobbies for some people it's their family for me i make money so that i can do projects but i also invest in my friends i don't okay i'm gonna try and not use capitalist language (laughs) (laughs) i i put time and energy into my friends and my relationships. I put time and energy into the games that I enjoy. I put time and energy into my body so that I can build my strength. I put time and energy into my sleep so I don't wake up groggy and bad in the morning. I put time and energy into gaining more skills because it's just fun, right? And then like that's ba- the rest of the manifesto is basically what I personally believe. If you are willing to steal all the concepts and break those concepts down to integrate them into your own life philosophy, your own build in order to live better Then more power to you. You want to steal an idea from communism? Go ahead. You want to steal an idea from capitalism? Go ahead. You want to steal an idea from my personal favorite economic system? Creative mode Minecraft style hermitcraft economics? (laughs) Go ahead. Why not? Trade diamonds for kelp. I mean, I do that. Uh, if you ever play Minecraft with me, I will. Do- I, my goal in Minecraft is always uh, material domination through kelp. So be warned. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, that's the Gamer Manifesto. And you might think it's a shitpost, but it is, it is a shitpost. And it's also sincere. This is, I mean, I hope it's not offensive in any way that, yeah, you're supposed to treat life as a game in that you're supposed to order your consciousness and you're supposed to focus on what to do. I get that some people cannot focus. That's fine. You got to work with what you got. You got to work with, you got to play with the build that you got because it's the only build you got. Yep, yep, you know? exactly. But that, that, that's basically the Gamer Manifesto. <laughs> it's well, also a response to that stupid-ass fucking techno-optimist manifesto. Fuck that thing. I read that shit, and it's like, oh, venture capitalist complains that nobody wants to to like they're getting regulated and they can't make money off of things that make the world worse anymore like ooh, ooh, ooh. like fuck your manifesto i'm writing my own and it's 10 times better <laughs> i mean that's that sounds uh, that sounds incredible a part is but to anyone who's listening uh my nose is kind of bunged up at the moment i was a little bit sick you and me both <laughs> i was a little bit sick for the last uh last last week i disappeared everyone thought i was dead because i didn't post for like a couple of days uh that was kind of crazy to come back and realize <laughs> and i was like oh yeah yes it is is uh never coming back 
Um, guys, I mean, this kind of happened before. You should have expected it. Yeah, I really should have expected it like the second time around. Last time around, it happened. It was definitely a surprise to come back. To, to I mean, that. if you do it for three times, you're already like three times better than Jesus who only did it once. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to us, like you know, it would be it would be much more helpful if everyone like did like a like a like a good vibe session, so that I feel better. <laughs> uh, I think that would help next time. To be honest, if I if I get sick again, for everyone to do that's your PSA, guys, don't start panicking. Saying, yes, he's dead. You gotta pray. I mean, look the the growing the standard for around the world for resurrection is three days, so it's gonna take some time. Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What? <laughs> you say what as if you don't know what I'm talking about. Three days. Wait, like like Jesus? Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> so um I mean one of the things it, that is pertinent as of the time of this recording. I mean it's probably gonna be pertinent at a time of, of issue anyway, but uh is is the recent uh controversy, shall we say, around the uh entrance of Fred by Instagram by Meta into the Fediverse. I just want to get your uh, your take on that. No, <laughs> basically no. Like, no. Uh, yep. I mean, the beauty of federations, you could federate whoever the fuck you want, right? But yep. I think it would be in everyone's best interest to just not let threads in. We've seen this shit before. We've seen what they want to do. Yep. I basically am in, am in. I basically agree with the majority opinion at least the majority in my circle where just defederate from threads nothing good can come from this if you want to follow your favorite celebrity open an rss feed i mean they're using activity pub anyway <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah my, my take is is pretty similar to yours i think i mean the thing is that that we we have this kind of section of the fediverse primarily on the larger instances that that kind of wants to give um zuck a pass in terms of federation on a service level, their points make sense. But when you kind of break it down a little bit deeper, actually, like, why? You know, the whole point of the Fediverse is to be free of corporate influence and corporate control, right? Now, as far as I know, Zuck is not actually pushing commits and so on to Activity Purple, to, to the Mastodon API or whatever, right? They're just solely interested in just federating as it is. But Zuck, like, Facebook is... Like I think the fourth largest tech company in the entire world. Okay, you cannot coalition with that kind of group without yeah, no sacrificing something it's, in return. Yeah, it's not happening. I mean, I have to fucking Facebook is foundational and like infrastructural in yes. my country, and I fucking hate it. Yeah, same, so, same like, here too. You cannot use that shit without giving up something, and you can only hope to contain it and. A decentralized network of admins of Fediverse uh, instances. You really think those can they can contain something like Facebook? Right. Better exactly. to never let it in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And look, look. The the like you said, the beat of federation is that you can defederate from from whoever you want, right? And that includes Facebook itself. Okay. But the the real issue to me, I think, is with those instances that don't choose to defederate and those are gonna be places like mastodon.social right yeah and you know mastodon.social is the largest like active based 
instance, like in totality, I think. Uh, well, actually, no, I think Paru is bigger, but n- let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> let's let not... the Japanese do their own thing. They have their own culture. They have their own stances on that. Yeah, let's let them do that. Big. But, but as far as we're concerned, masculine social is the biggest, or at least one of the biggest, right? And that gives yep. them an outsized amount of, of kind of a control over the general kind of Fediverse direction. And for Fred's to join would be Masternot Social, but like 10 times bigger. Now, now the, the guy who runs Freds has very clearly stated many times over that the Federation will be opt-in and it'll only be for those accounts who are public. Okay, So already that is going to be a very, very small chunk of users who will actually give enough of a shit to flick the switch that lasts them federate with the Fediverse. You know, that can change. Right, like that could change to be opt out, for example, or or whatever. And it's not like, and it's like people are assuming that Facebook is coming into this with honest and open intention. Now, look, Facebook has you know a track record of investing in open source projects and supporting open source projects and so on and so forth. Now, that's like fine, okay. Microsoft does the same thing too, you know, but. A corporation does not invest into these ventures without getting something out of it. Okay, like let's take an, a completely different example. Okay, which is OpenStreetMaps. Now, OpenStreetMaps is the biggest source of open source street maps um, on this planet, right? You know, mm-hmm. they, they are superior to to the to the traditional mapping software in terms of being maps, in terms of other stuff like navigation and discoverability, perhaps not so much. But as pure as pure mapping software, nothing beats the only thing that beats OpenStreetMap, in my opinion, is a is an actual paper map. Okay. Uh, and this is coming from someone who who <clears throat> who has orienteering skills, you know. Uh, OSM is is almost as good as a paper map in my opinion. Now mm. OSM has a lot a lot of investment from uh, automotive companies and of course from people like Microsoft and, and Google and not Google, Microsoft and, and so on, right? Because well, yeah, sure, it's nice known to support open source software like that. But the reality is that they're not doing it because of the goodness of their heart. They want to put their corporate influence into OpenStreetMaps to make it work for their needs, which is mapping. Right, in car entertainment yep. stuff, satellites, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. And the Fediverse could really end up like that. It, it won't necessarily. The culture necessarily might not change. The the way the Fediverse is structured may not change. But it's going to come slow. It's going to come. We're slow. not going to feel it until yep. it's too late. Exactly. And if you want to be the boiling frog, and I'm I'm talking to you, John Mastodon. <laughs> You want to be the frog in the boiling pot that doesn't know it's being cooked until it's too late? Fine by me, but I would rather be the one eating the stew, yep. or the one at a different restaurant. <laughs> so, pick exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, look, my, my like I said, you know, my my projection will be that Fred's will not change the fundamentals of the Fediverse, but they will be there like a like a fawn fly whatever metaphor you want to use you know my asthma yeah like they're like asthma they're, wait asthma my asthma oh, oh like my like asthma a, okay yeah, yeah yeah okay like a cloud like a cloud of, of my asthma yeah that's a good yeah, yeah that'll be like a my asthma on better like 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 um like when you get poison damage in a video game yep that's, <laughs> that's just it's it's ticking ticking yeah it's ticking 
but you, it, it doesn't hurt now. <laughs> but soon you're going to be a one HP and it's like, dun, 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 dun. yep, yep. Exactly. Do you really want to be that? Yep. So yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. The, the solution is to defederate from Freds as soon as possible or federate with them, but only to, to bully them, which honestly I'm totally in favor of. I mean, what are they going to do? Like report me to who? My, you know, my, my, my Your ad- instance admin. <laughs> Like what? what like what's Autumn gonna do? Right? She she's not gonna ban me because I was I was myself, you know. <laughs> yeah. Also, if Autumn bans you, that will be like a canon event for the whole of at least for this circle of Fetty. Every yeah, I mean, look, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, like and it's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen, right? Because I I know where the line is. Okay, and if 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 Autumn ever has an issue with stuff I've said, she she will she will most definitely tell me. Um, all that kind of stuff. But it's I mean, almost like smaller instances can talk to their users and actually get to know them on a, no on a, way. Like a Crazy like personal shit. level. And like, what do you mean I can establish like a report with my with my admin and and talk about things as they like? Look, there was a there was a thing a long long time ago where you know Autumn was like, look, guys, can you not like do this thing? And I was like, okay, sure. You know, Autumn says, sorry, not Autumn, sorry. Um, back when I was on Snowden, for example, <clears throat> you know, our admin said, look, guys, can you not? do this thing. I was like, okay, well, you know what? That's fair enough. I will not do this thing because, you know, I, I support you in whatever you do. Right. Yeah. If, if suck says don't do this thing, who, who am I to give a fuck? Right. It's like, what do you want from me? Mr. Zuckyloid? You already have the world as your oyster. But I love how, by the way, that that um, Facebook is a a privacy sucking behemoth, whereas Mister Mister Zuck has a basically owns like half an entire Hawaiian island. Not not because he bought the island, but basically he bought like a property or whatever, and he bought all the surrounding properties and then built like a like a compound essentially. Crazy. He's, he's playing Rust in real life. I'm sorry, video <laughs> gamer. The video <laughs> game cannot. <laughs> Maybe that that's why I'm a gamer. But but yeah, he wants all this privacy. He yep. buys a whole compound just to get it. And then he takes it from all of us. And you think that's not gonna happen to the Fediverse? Exactly. That's I think that that's basically summarizes it. Like like we are we are you know, the you know, Gargron and, and so on are trying to coalition with a guy who who has a fucking compound on stolen Hawaiian land. They they trust verbal agreements way too much. Yeah, like I think like, I think that's what it is. It's like I think it's it's a kind of like open source naivety in a way. Like in, in that like everyone is kind of like obviously there's there's conflicts and there's egos and open source whatever. I don't I don't really care. But like the the whole point of open source software is collaboration, right? So so you kind of assume that everyone else is is at least on the same kind of idea strand as you. And I think there is some kind of naivety in expecting Zuck to to respect open source collaboration and respect the culture mm-hmm. that the Fediverse has. You know, the, these guys on Freds are Instagrammers, okay? Freds is an Instagram product. It's not a separate thing entirely. You've got to have an Instagram account to use Freds, okay? So... So they're essentially bringing that that algorithm charged like mindset into the Fediverse, which is completely incompatible, you know. And like, that's not even talking about the other bad stuff that Zuck has done, like you know, accelerate the genocide in Myanmar, you know. <laughs> 
Like I, I, I could tell you all about what Zuck's done in my country. Oh but. yeah, of course, and of course the Philippines too, right? Like the you know yeah. Myanmar was was of course the first in a long line of countries that Zuck has interfered with. And of course you you can say as much as you want, but like the general basis is that just like in Myanmar, uh, Facebook launched in the Philippines with the the free basics program, which basically zero rated access to Facebook and to other yep. American uh, brands. And uh, yep. some some new sites, and for, because it was free, people used Facebook as a, the de facto kind of internet. And so, when everyone is on Facebook, everyone is on Facebook, and Facebook's algorithms are geared towards spreading misinformation. So, in the case of Myanmar, of course, that meant that uh, the military and, of course, local groups could spread misinformation about the Rohingya minority group and start some ethnic cleansing. In uh, Gamer's case in the Philippines, uh, this was used very cleverly. The drug war. As part of drug war, yep. By uh, President uh, Duarte and his... Uh, uh, okay, let me... Let me, let me yeah, you want to take that? You want to take it? Because yep. here, here's the thing, right? When a country is so desperate for change, but the only information channel is fucking Facebook, people are going to use that shit to interfere with everything. In yep. my country, this is what happened. They found a strongman guy, some mayor in the southern part of the Philippines, whatever. They found him to be a good candidate. Maybe he makes a bid at being the president. Oh, he swears. How funny. Facebook amplifies that shit to 11, makes him actually desirable. Hell, even I fell for it. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I fell for it. I would have voted Duterte had I been voting age. Thank God I wasn't. He won by a landslide and proceeded to tank the economy. Uh, inflation is going crazy. The chickens are shrinking and <laughs> thousands are dead, basically. Yeah. But, and that's like Facebook basically did what the CIA wishes they could do or the CIA did it through Facebook. I don't know. But hey, that was, that, that was, it was some disastrous shit. Like, nation toppling stuff right exactly and if, if we were a weaker nation we wouldn't be here anymore yeah yeah but, yeah you know. and the philippines was doing doing pretty well before uh you know this whole all, all this shit happened and then Facebook, well uh well, <laughs> well i mean pretty well is kind of an understatement at least but but you know it's pretty like well is a very big overstatement actually <laughs> <laughs> but but like you know it's it it, it Facebook has, you know, Facebook very clearly has the ability to shape entire nation states if if Zuck want to, just by a little switch of the algorithm, you know? Yep. You know, and that's why I would Cambridge Analytica, for example. You know, just 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 that pure just a little bit of intervention here and there, and suddenly Facebook is the perfect tool for sowing this information. And and funny enough, actually, Facebook Despite the fact that Facebook was a misinformation machine uh, for for Brexit and, of course, the 2019 UK parliamentary elections, because the UK is such a hostile and already polarized uh, press, it actually didn't make any difference. <laughs> like, like, yeah, of course, yeah, there was Russian interference or whatever, right? But the reality is that because the UK was already a fairly polarized country in terms of the, the press, it didn't actually make much difference. But yeah, Facebook... <laughs> just sucks and i it just does not make sense to me as to why we're why why not we but why why the fediverse is so open to the idea and that maybe maybe you know 
you know, maybe maybe Gargran's and and everyone else's idea is is that by by being friendly with Facebook, they they will take out some of the the poison, I suppose. You know, better to better to be working with Facebook than working against Facebook, right? But again, I I certainly don't think that's a good way of doing it because you know, regardless of whether or not you collaborate with the enemy or not, they're still gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's they're crossing the wire. So they're programmers just like us. Maybe they'll really respect open source. They know they don't know they don't. <laughs> like, come on, guys, let's not be naive. Let's try and protect the thing that we created. Or, well, if you want to get that bag, get that bag. But I will fight tooth and nail to make sure it's gonna be a pain in the ass for you to get that bag. You know. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with your your assessment there. On to the next question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, that uh, went to some dark places. But yeah, that was, But hey, hey, that's what this whole episode is. That's what this series is yep. all about. You know, we we go places. Uh, so the the next thing I I wrote on the list, uh, which was uh, so I wrote second brain on here. Um, oh my god! Okay, let's go. I, second I, brain. I don't know what that means. I really wish I added some context. Okay, so do you know what that means? Uh, yes, and I have dedicated a lot of time into. Okay, so. Let's start with the first brain, right? So the first brain is our brain brain. And right. the first brain is very good at what it's supposed to be do- doing. Okay. So evolution has dictated that the first brain is very good at pattern recognition, very good at, good at idea creation, like very mogus. good at... Man- <laughs> yes, like a mogus. <laughs> very good at maneuvering us in real life. But it's not very good at storing things. Now... Like, tell me if you do this right, but do you usually place, like, for example, if you have a bag, you know that X thing is always in a specific spot. You don't have to think about it. It's always just there, right? Or, for example, in your kitchen, you know that the knives are here, the cutting board is here. I don't have to think about what to do. Or, like, if you're dealing with specific laundry, it's set up in such a way that I don't have to think about what to do. I just have to, I just know that it's segregated. I'm going to do it. Right. There is this concept where our environment can be, can be used as an extension of our brain in terms of both behavior, uh, behavior influence or forcing behaviors and storing information. Mm. And this is evident in our daily lives. I mean, the most literal information storage we have I'm not going to go digital here. I'm going to go physical. Okay. Notebook. You yeah. put note into a notebook and that is physical idea storage. It is quite literally an extension of your thoughts yeah. in space. Yeah. Now, second brain is essentially a structured culmination of that concept where you take your ideas and you have a system that handles a lot of the stuff that you need to think about. Because like, the I think this quote comes from uh, the GTD guy, getting things done. It's a productivity system. Um, he says that the brain is good for having ideas but not storing them. And the second yeah. brain is basically the storage system. And it's not just like a single thing or application, but it's a collection of systems and behaviors that you follow that expand into storing data, storing behaviors. And being able to do the stuff that you want to do now. Yeah, sure. What the concrete example of this? Um, when you get homework in school, because I know a lot of listeners <laughs> might be younger, <laughs> and that kind of horrifies me because, like, I'm old, man. But if you get on homework in school, either 
I mean, in my school, they enforced a diary where you write things down, like homework and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I had that. I had that. At the end. Yep. But other people, they just kind of have their own planners and systems. Those planners and systems are your second brain because it stores that information that you have to do something. And then you, your system is you go back to it to refer what you, to what you need to do and you do it. Now, in the modern era, this shit, thanks to Notion, has like exploded. It is a whole ass hobby now. And it's one of those hobbies that if you get into it, there's either two ways that this could end. One, you'll be the most productive person <laughs> ever. Or number two, you spend all your time customizing your Notion board and get nothing done. Um, either way, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a hobby. Just enjoy yourself and like be responsible about it. But the way the way that Notion, like having this essentially, I'm, I'm going to say this, and it's going to be controversial, souped up Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> That's all it is. People don't try to make it anything different. But essentially having that, yeah. like a user-friendly spreadsheet <laughs> that also reminds you about things that you need to remind you, you can create whatever in it. That was enough to like, hmm, maybe there is a way to take my personal responsibilities and structure them in a way that my computer can help me do them better. Or my notebook can help me do them. My phone can make me do, sure. do them better. That's the second brain stuff. Now, I am. I got interested in this because I was interested. In, I'm. I'm still am interested in productivity, uh, not for the super evil capitalist reasons, but just because I equate productivity with getting the stuff that matters to me done, and that doesn't have to be capitalistic. So let's uh, don't don't sue me, please. <laughs> don't kill. There we go. Not sue because suing is for the weak. But <laughs> um. Right, so the second brain system helps you get more stuff done, and that it is just a very, it's a very interesting concept. I really, really like it, and it ties in with the concept of knowledge management. Now, Yassi, you said you were a librarian. You might know a thing or two about knowledge management. Right? Oh yeah, that's right. I was a librarian for God, nearly, I think just uh, just on six, seven years. Seven years, and a lot of that is managing collections of knowledge books in systems that are pretty much standardized right yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 uh so the dewey decimal system for example yep. but obviously also we had our own like kind of local classifications whatever but yeah yeah, yeah. standardized knowledge standardized classification systems knowing now, how to find it all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. now those concepts right you have there's things that you know and how ways to find them that got personalized. Personal knowledge management kind of boomed with the rise of Notion and like uh, second brains. Because second brains are also called personal knowledge management, PKMs, personal knowledge management sure. systems. It's a mouthful. Just call them <laughs> second brains. But essentially, everyone became their own little librarian. This is what I know. I'm going to make notes about it. And that's like the big thing that you see about second brains. I have this note taking system and I have these maps of content or I have the system A, system B or system C. I have this super complex Microsoft Connect system where if I wave my hand in a specific way, it color codes my tasks that are notes to do. <laughs> Nobody actually has that. I stole that joke also. But, you know, you get what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of just rambling now, but I'm going to end <laughs> this off with a very simple second brain system that anyone can use, really. Um, now, 
note that the system is meant to give you like flexibility and uh the number one thing that i always do when i bit like when i try to like stick to a new system is to build in forgiveness if you don't follow it that's fine yeah no sweat right so if you go on youtube and you search second brain systems you're gonna see flow charts that essentially rival factorio (laughs) (laughs) uh we're not gonna do that we only have three things we have your calendar you have your to-do app and we have your uh like notebook or your note app of choice i don't care what you use you could use apple notes i really do not give a shit uh but essentially if something comes up in your life personal professional like vocational i don't care what it is if it's time-based you put it in your calendar Mm -hmm. if it's a task that you need to do you put it in your to-do list and then if it's like a interesting article you save it in a trusted system for me i use fire uh, mozilla pocket yes i know i actually use mozilla's pocket no way. i don't think it's annoying thing i really like it <laughs> i have a bunch of articles saved in it but <laughs> like you can use mozilla, like something like that or you could copy paste the link to your notes app or you can take notes on the articles that you read the youtube videos that you watch or like posts i have some posts on Feddy from in my note system because they really just resonated with me and then that's a system that works because one you're capturing everything you uh the thing about the brain is if you're trying to remember to do something it's going to that's taking energy and you're looping it's called an open loop right so say i tell you yes hey remember like after this podcast uh just like chop up the audio send it to me remember like in this part of the podcast you need to cut this out and if you don't write that down you're just going to keep repeating it in your head remember this part remember this part remember this part that is an open loop and you don't want that because that takes away brain power for other stuff that actually matters and like to close open loops which is a phrase that you're going to hear a lot if you get into the second brain stuff to close an open loop it's very simple you write it down in a system that you trust that's the key your system that you trust you can't just Mm -hmm. write it down and forget about it you gotta write it down and then you gotta trust yourself forgive yourself if you don't but you got to trust yourself that you're going to come back to it like you're going you, it's going to come back you're going to remember that it exists somewhere and you're going to get it done i mean and that actually simplifies your life i mean hopefully everyone else like takes some advice from this like yeah you could just i mean it sounds basic get a calendar get a to do get a note but like it it helps a lot like for example, me at work, oh, remember that you can use tests to help the troubleshoot stuff. I have that in a note. I put that in my Obsidian. Uh, oh, by the way, if y'all are looking for a notes app, Obsidian is pretty good. It's not open source, but it is local first. Don't okay. use Notion. Please, please, dear God, don't use Notion. You know, I if can't... your internet goes out, your notes go bye-bye. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. I mean, hell, I use a traveler's notebook, and I love this thing to death. And you guys can search it up. It's literally just a system where notebook uh, refills go in and out of a leather-bound like cover. But I mean, I use this in Obsidian, and I trust that if internet goes out, my notes are on my PC. If the power goes out, I have my notebook. Shit's fine. I got it covered. But yeah, that's just second brain stuff. Tools to help you offload the stuff that your brain's not good at so that you have more freedom to think about the things that actually matter and you have the freedom to not have to force yourself to behave in certain ways because the system makes you behave in certain ways that you want you know 
that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Speaking of, uh, was it Notion? Motion? Notion, yeah. I keep seeing adverts for that. And uh, the adverts keep posting it as like, oh, yeah, be like 25% more productive and like do more at work. And I'm like, why would I do more at work? You know, like, why would, <laughs> yeah. why would I like, and it's like, oh yeah, do, do like, do like, like, it's like, you know, put, do a hundred hours of work in like your regular, like 40 hour work week. I mean, why would I do that? Like, who is this for? You know, like, why would I, like, why would I do more work? You know, <laughs> like maybe, maybe for like a freelancer or maybe for like, you know, you, you're creative or whatever, maybe it might be worth it for you, but like, it feels weird like using it for work that is but like in like a general sense like why would i do more work for my boss for yeah see that's that's why I, that's part of why i hate notion it's just like y'all are so wrapped up in this notion of productivity notion of productivity <laughs> y'all are so wrapped up in this idea of productivity where you if you do more you hustle more you grind more you're gonna get more you're gonna get rich you're gonna stop slow down calm down and it's like the product. I try and pitch these systems, and for the part of people who are like like that, they think hustle grind. They just attach themselves. But for people who aren't like that, and I know a vast majority of people in Fedi, they're very not. They don't like capitalism. I'm with you there. Don't touch. But I gotta play the game, and the rules are set. I play the game to break the game. That's what I do, gamer. But <laughs> <laughs> for people who aren't into that that productivity stuff. You, it's not about doing more work. That's just the marketing buzz around it. It stuff like I won't deny Notion is very good at what it does, but it's not about doing more work. It's about doing deeper work, work that matters to you. Or if you don't want it to do work, fine. Organize your life, organize your hobbies, your hyperfixations. Put them all in there, and you can return to them at any time. It is a personal wiki. There's another way to think about it. It is a and another term that you can search up. It is a personal wiki. It is a digital garden. You can also search up that term that you control, and you can lovingly curate whatever you want in there. Like that is what it is for. You can hoard information. Sure, fine. I don't care. Go ahead. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't advise it, but like you know. Yeah. <laughs> and when you, I mean, when I make Fetty posts, I look in my Obsidian folder. I have my Obsidian vault. It's called a vault, but really it's just a folder. I look in the folder sometimes for good ideas. Every time I see that one note where it says, she F on my art till I fart. And I'm like, why are you? She F on my art till I fart. I mean, I posted it and it got likes, but like, <laughs> but like, I, going back to the like doing more, uh, that's just a marketing thing. It's just free your mind to do what matters essentially and if y'all want like further listening reading on this the foremost i mean the foremost thinker in this so-called slow productivity idea where you're not trying to do more and you're trying to grind more you're just trying to do stuff that matters cal newport you might know him from deep work or so good they can't ignore you or maybe you've read one of his like books on how to get good grades in school i mean they're very helpful they're very useful recently he's turned this idea ideas into more of a what if productivity but not hustle culture kind of deal? And what if productivity but not making more money but instead having a happier life? Because, I mean, his whole not, his first book, so good it wasn't, they can't ignore you, that was motivated by 
how do I get a job that doesn't want that doesn't like crush my very soul? <laughs> that was his question, and he he learned that if you get good at something, the demonstration of that skill is enough to keep people passionate at their work. And then he turned that into productivity is not just a thing to make money. It's not just a thing that work. Productivity is a work-life balance or perhaps not work-life balance. You could just think of it as a way to live that does not rush you, that leaves time for the things that matter and helps you find those things that matter and then go deeply into those things that matter. But yeah, that's that's the whole second brain rant. People can like uh, you for the YouTubers who are listening, all four of you, three, <laughs> one, for one of you, <laughs> you can uh, you could take this, put some inspirational quotes on it, upload it as a short. I'll expect my check in the mail. Come on. <gasps> Thank you very much, Gamer. Uh, shall we move on to the uh, audience questions? All right. Yeah, I keep seeing them. And I keep on. I keep wanting to <laughs> respond, but like I'm saving for the podcast. Right. Let's do this. Okay, let's do this. So, <clears throat> so we have uh, we have 17 replies. So I think that's 17 questions. Um, oh, I see 16. One of them's from Tech LGBT, isn't oh, it? Oh, okay, okay. That's that's for it. <laughs> <laughs> so the first yeah. one is uh, from me. I said, "Little do you." Okay, this is not a question. This is just a statement <laughs> I made. Um, <laughs> little do you know? I mean, this, this doesn't make any sense if you have if you don't know what the actual uh, statement says. Anyway, I wrote little do you know or now a lot you do know i guess so next, the first actual question is from piranha advancements that's uh tomo at fedi.azumanga.gay is your life like a video game trying hard to beat the stage i think this is a ref i mean yeah <laughs> gamer manifesto but this is a reference to a song and i cannot i don't think i know the song i'm sorry i'm very clueless about i have I ve- I'm very into music, but only my music, and I don't know what the song is. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Oh, it's um, Falling in Reverse. I don't know what that you is. You don't know who Falling in Reverse are? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm so sorry. The, the I- song. The song is the song is Game Over by Falling in Reverse uh, from their album. Uh, uh, Fashion Me Late, I think that's 2013, 2014. Actually, let me check. Let me check. Yeah, no. If it's yep, like a yep, mainstream, yeah, yep. uh, no, no. I mean, band, I probably uh, Falling Reverse. I don't think that they're, they're mainstream. They're, they're they're kind of like em- they're kind of emo ish, not emo ish, but you know, like kind of scene genre. Yeah, I don't. Music. That wasn't my scene. It wasn't your scene. Uh, it was well, my that's scene. My that's why I know. Yeah, uh, that's okay. why I know the reference that Tomo is making. <laughs> but the, 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 the opening line is the, the lyrics are. Uh, well, the first verse is my life is like a video game, trying hard to beat the stage, all while I am still collecting coins, trying hard to save. Oh the wait, no, I think I've heard this oh, before. Okay, and I, I was like. Huh. Next. <laughs> Next. I, kinda, I mean, it wasn't for me. It wasn't Maybe, for I, okay. Here's the thing about like, okay, I'm going to ju- I mean, use this go as ahead, a ahead, jumping off point. Like, I, here's the thing about me and like music. Uh, 
I don't. I hesitate to say any music is truly bad. There's only one genre of music I will say that is like objectively horrible, and I hate it. And if you like it, you should be ashamed of yourself. But there is only that is like a singular exception, and it is just me. Everything else is just like if you like it and it speaks to you, because music is essentially crystallized emotion. Uh, that's at least that's how I see it. Uh, <laughs> if if it if it resonates with you, it resonates with you. And who the hell am I to damper that? Right. Right. Like, exactly. Go rock on. Like, I don't care. If I don't like it, I'll put in my earbuds and listen to something else. But that shouldn't be an insult to anyone. It's just not my style. And even if I do put on my, if I put on my earbuds at a live show, like, for example, note that it is for hearing protection. Yes, <laughs> it's not because I'm listening to something else. Those places get really bad. Oh, yeah. They do get loud. Yeah. They do get loud. Okay. That's fair enough. Uh, the next question is from Kata Kevin. I don't know if I cut a cabin at wet dry dot world. I love those guys. Wet dry dot world. Good. Oh, good yeah. instance. No. That's the, they're the instance I recommend to anyone who wants to get into Fetty. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, SM is a great, great, uh, administrator. He's a good, good guy. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. If I was starting on Fetty again and I had to join a master instance, I would definitely join wet dry world. I don't, those guys are like my people. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very, like, I feel like I'm very wet, dry coded. <laughs> or, or maybe wet, very dry. Very lava landfill. <laughs> or or may, maybe wet, dry is like Yassine coded. I have no idea. Perhaps that's, that's it. Um, but, uh, maybe actually, it's a symbiotic relationship. Symbiotic. Actually, apparently I'm on the explore tab for wet, dry, dot world. Uh, so, so if you sign up for that instance, I am like one of the recommended persons to follow. Which and actually, yet one more reason to recommend Wet Dry World <laughs> to your friends who aren't on Fetty which... to expose them to Yasin and Yasinism. <laughs> Be warned. But I, I think I find that interesting. That kind of explains why so many people from Wet Dry World are trying to follow me. Because uh, <laughs> I like, like over like the past like a few weeks or whatever, like I I seem to get like an influx of those people trying to follow me. I thought, okay, like I mean, I knew I was like a like a thing with these guys, but I didn't know like I was actually like something. And now now it makes sense. I'm on the explore page, so yeah, I, I exist there to be recommended, which is fine. I have no issues with being recommended to people as someone to follow. I think I think a few people have put me on like their follow Fridays or whatever. Okay, I'm gonna try something funny. Sure. I have a feeling I'm also on their explore tab because <laughs> I also get a lot of wet dry world like posts. I, I mean follow Rex, but you know, I don't know. Oh it's just oh man, it's only for posts that get a lot of traction. Everyone boost a funny post please. <laughs> Uh, on Snowden, actually, I think I was on an Excel, sorry, not Excel, uh, a CSV that had lists oh. of good people. It was a tech.lgbt list, uh, it's CSV. I'm someone CSV who was on tech.lgbt. Not that it was like 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 a, a moderator thing or whatever, like a record list. Oh, God, yes, yeah, you're doing it with Gamer from Bungle Online, and I'm on the bad list for them, so it's over. <laughs> I'm gonna sour the relationship between Yassi and the tech.lgbt people. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's it's okay. I don't know, but they <laughs> they love me. Okay. Oh yes, back to the questions. Sorry. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the the next question is from an asteroid. Uh, what is what flag is that? I can't. No, Katakabun. The oh uh, sorry yes I'm so sorry yes 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 Katakabun I'm so sorry Katakabun. Uh, so Katakabun's question is it's very cool really but what's the deal with the gamer manifesto anyway? Uh, well, gamer has already well, answered we that question. That already. So that's fine. We can we can skip. The next question is from Anna Asteroid, uh, who has the Republic of 
Grongo flag. Do you know what that is? <laughs> yeah, I keep seeing that as like China. No, Republic of Grongo. Okay, like, cool. Yeah, I had no idea what the hell a Republic of Grongo is. Uh, it's probably something cool and based or something. It's an asteroid, so you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like Anna Astrid. I think I think Anna's. But yeah, so that's Anna underscore Ambrosia at city. Do you have any advice for gamers just starting out? Okay, yes, he's advice. Yeah, my advice for gamers starting out is is to to pick a game that suits your play style and your uh, your timekeeping. You know, start with something that's popular. Put a couple of hours into it. We went to something that's like your own taste, you know. Like, like from my past experience, for example, I I played. I mean, I mean, we grew up quite uh, poor, so my I had to really be sure I liked a video game before I pestered my parents to buy it. Um, <clears throat> and so it was. So my first video game I played was Gran Turismo, the first one, and I I mm. played the fuck out of that. Cause only because it was the, like the only game <laughs> that we had for a very very long time. Um, yeah, I know that feel. It, it's it's it, it's weird now to think that I can buy any video game I want now. Like just just I just couldn't do that, you know. Um, but yeah, just try and like get a feel for like the games you want to play, and uh, you know, always branch out to different kind of styles of games. Like I like action games and open world games and racing games or whatever but i'm also still a big fan of puzzle games and whatever so that's my advice yeah uh, i have two advices one for gamers and one for gamer manifesto people (laughs) so for gamers uh one buy a steam deck and get into steam it is literally the cheapest way to get in the game if you're not gonna pirate it uh and then like explore widely so basically what yasin said so learn your tastes, explore widely, but also find reviewers and curators that share your tastes and then use them as advice for getting new games. Uh, also, Steam has a very generous refund policy. If you're just not having fun with the game, if you didn't put more than two hours into Pardon it, me? then or like it hasn't been a week yet, you can get it refunded. Yeah. No skin off their back. But that, that's for gaming. Also, yeah, do get a Steam Deck. It is so cheap for what it is and the games on steam goes go on sale regularly like it is literally the best console i am 100 biased fight me it is the best console but that's the gaming advice if you're a gamer starting out and you read the gamer manifesto and you're going with the gaming analogy for life uh see the thing about life the meta the skill tree it's not easy to respect Let's be real here, mm-hmm. right? If you have a skill set, you kind of you, like it, you can learn new things, but it's not as simple as taking skill points from one and doing to another. You need time and effort. So what you need to do is you need to find what you're good at, and you need to like become really, really good at it. Um, it's my some people call this niching down, but it's basically like if, for me. If I, I got good at computers because I broke a computer at 10 years old. So <laughs> that became my career. I, that became my track in college, became my career. I touch computers for a living to, like, to make money and all that. It's, that's basically one of the surefire paths. And like, you might think, well, what about following your passion? I, there is a whole book that following your passion just does not work if you want a, like, a satisfying career or a satisfying life i mean you can follow your passion in terms of hobbies 
it's no problem. But if you want to make like a sustainable thing that like gains you value, so you could do other things with your time, you gotta stick with what you're good at. I mean, for further reading, see Kyle Newport's "So Good They Can't Ignore You." That is mm-hmm. the gamer manifesto. Additional reading number one: "So Good They Can't Ignore You." <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's the gamer advice, and then there's the gamer manifesto uh, metaphor advice. So pick whichever one you want. Well, there you go. That's uh, this gamer's uh, hot take there. The yeah. next question, is, next question is from Very Sector at OutToHeaven.club, your old account place. Oh hey, her uh, question to us is gaming. Uh, yes, so true. Gaming, <sighs> so, so true. true. Gaming. Uh, next one is from Silly Guy. That is at. Tech.lgbt. Oh yeah, I didn't see this one. Thoughts on Greg Tech? Do you know what Greg Tech is? Greg Tech. I don't know what Greg. Ah, yeah, it's a mod pack for Minecraft. I know it's like one of those technology. See, like the thing about Minecraft and the mod packs is they either it's like a fantasy. No, actually, either it's just a hodgepodge mod pack and you kind of play whatever you want, or it's very tech tree focused mod pack. I mean, it's essentially what inspired Factorio, right? And if you want to play Factorio Lite in the confines of Minecraft, like, it, I think it's fine. I mean, I haven't played Greg Tech myself. I just don't have the time to sink. Well, I, it wasn't my thing to t- sink time into. I had the time, but I spent <laughs> it elsewhere. Uh, it wasn't my thing. But I mean, if you really like the kind of tech tree style where it's like I build machine to do process to build bigger machine to do process to build bigger machine, that's satisfying in and of its own way. I mean, it's literally why farming is a thing for humans. Hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, they built machine to make food to buy more machine. But like, yeah, I it's Greg Tech is fine. Uh, it's it's a very it's I'm wait no I think it's one of the foundational Minecraft mod packs. So if it is one of those, if I'm not getting it mistaken for one of the other tech mod packs in Minecraft where you build machine to get process to do bigger machine, uh, then like, yeah, it definitely deserves one, some respect for being one of the progenitors of that whole like gameplay style. But yeah, Greg Deck, good, good mod pack. Uh, oh, there we go. I prefer Feed the Beast myself, but yeah. <laughs> okay, next question is from Vivisector again. Why do you both follow me? Like, what's the deal? Uh, I saw your post. I liked it. I followed the person who made the post. Bada bing, bada boom. That's literally everyone on my follow list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the same. Like, I still, I follow you, Vivi, because I like you. You're a good person. I enjoy talking to you and interacting with you. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're, you're one of my favorite sisters. So, I, it's not a big deal to me. Like, you know, you're a good person. I enjoy, I enjoy talking to you. That's, that's pretty much it. Uh, next question is also from Vivi. So this is like a, a free question in one. one yeah, I, I'm reading the thing here. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, how did you two meet? That is a good question. Did you follow me back on Snowden, Gamma? Uh, before Snowden defederated for Bungle, for whatever reason, I still don't know why. <laughs> before that happened, yeah. And you kept showing up on my timeline, and I'm like, this person keeps showing up on my timeline, and all their posts are bangers. I should probably follow this person. <laughs> <laughs> Basically that. And then like, when you said you were starting a podcast, and the first few episodes came out, I kind of just approached you, right? I was yeah. like, hey, I know how to make things. I know how to make things just a little bit better in terms of like audio engineering. If you need some help with that, just let me know. And that was kind of like, what if this person knows how to audio engineer? I look like a fool. But then, thankfully. <laughs> 
I wasn't foolish. And you know how I got onto the Yas cast. I that's how I got the job. Job, quote unquote. I just do it for fun to mix and master the Yas cast, make it happen, make it as good as it could possibly be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I mean, me and you have been been kind of uh, you know mutuals for a little while, so it's not yeah. like it's it's. I, I really can't pinpoint it, but I think it's been a. I think it's been at least it's noted. Uh, what's your favorite cheese? Oh, good question. I am partial to uh, feta. I do like a good good feta cheese. Hmm, lately, cheddar okay, I think gonna... is, is a is a standard like quality cheese to me. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna be. Here's a thing. Here's a fun fact. Uh, the most common cheese in my country is not cheese; it's cheese product, and so a lot of people in my country have no conception of cheese aside from like a craft single, wow. right? Plastic <laughs> we, cheese. We're not. Yeah, basically, that is the most common cheese. It is the thing that if you ask for cheese, that is what you're getting. And if you if y'all ever go to like a Jollibee and you get the spaghetti. One, it's going to be sweet, so I'm going to warn you now. It's an acquired taste. I really like it. Number two, the cheese is plastic cheese. That's just how it's traditionally made. But yeah, uh, but I'm not going to say that's just context, right? For like why this cheese, why I don't really have a favorite cheese because it's just not they that have a, common. They have Jollibee's here in the UK. Yes, they're everywhere. I mean, the they've fuck? been heavily expanding. But yeah, Let's you should try it. Let's locations. The closest one to me is in in. Oh, weird. They don't have that many here. Uh, the closest one to me is, let's see, they got one in Cardiff, uh, one in London, one in Edinburgh, one in Glasgow, one in Leeds, one in Leicester, one in London again, one in Liverpool, one in Sheffield, one in Newcastle, one in Nottingham. So the closest one to me is in Nottingham. Okay, well, that's kind of like too far away to, to, to go. <laughs> it's going to be a weekend to go in. I mean, I don't know why I would go. I wouldn't. I mean, to us, like, I don't understand. Like, to me, there's really no, no, not much point in going to another city unless it's to visit someone in particular. Mm. Like, the only exception probably would be like London, I suppose. But I've been to London like many times. So it's like, it's a, a big deal. I don't really want to go to London like by choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same, but yeah. If you're ever in the area, though, uh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, try I would try. I mean, I think I've, I think when I went to see Jess, uh, Jess lives in Liverpool, by the way. So when I went to see her mm. last time we went to Jollibee's, it was so good. The chicken was actually really good. We had, yes. They only had yes. burgers at the time. Um, so burgers and, uh, and chips. I'm going to be real with you. The burgers in Jollibee don't ever. Don't. No, not good. Oh, uh, not good. People like the Yum Burger. I don't like it. I mean, you might like it. Uh, but what is what you're supposed to really try? Chicken, spaghetti, burger, steak. If they have it, yeah. The, the only halo, things, halo. I mean, the only things they seem to serve. Uh, let me check the menu actually. So, I mean, when when we, well, I mean, this was like a couple of years ago. So when, so the only thing they had were the the chicken burgers. Um, but according, oh, no, the chicken burgers are good. I will that's say what that. we had. Chicken we had the, the chicken. Burgers. So right now they have like a whole menu of like rice balls. They have uh, chicken joy, uh, just chicken uh, tenders. Yeah. Uh, loaded fries. Over here. What oh, here fuck? we go. The Jolly Bee <laughs> Classics. Burger, yum burger, yum burger, yum burger, yum burger. Ah, the Jolly Spaghetti. Yeah, you're supposed like that's kind of what they're known for. The spaghetti is sweet because Filipino spaghetti is sweet. We put condensed milk in the to- in the tomato sauce. Interesting. It's, it's good. It's very good. I like you will. And a it's Jolly weird hot dog coming from Italian spaghetti. And we're weirded out by Italian spaghetti. We try it. I like, <laughs> some of us try it and they're like, why is this spoiled? 
because <laughs> it's not sweet it's sour it's like why is it spoiled what did you do but oh wait that's the side i oh they got the I, burger steak uh with rice oh yeah well. the burger steak's good Okay, uh, but the question was, what's your favorite cheese? Oh my god! That's <laughs> oh yeah, right. That was a. That was okay. t- I, I, I hope. Con- I hope. I hope Jolly Bees does come come down here because I would really like to try it again. It yeah, like if I'm you sure do, if they have halo halo, you should get halo halo. It's very good. Okay, but okay, the context for the cheese is plastic cheese is the most common. We do have one cheese here that's local, that's locally produced, and it's called queso pote, literally white cheese. It comes from the milk of water buffalo, uh, so and I'm, that's fine. It's fine. It's edible. Trust me. <laughs> but it's not my favorite cheese. If I had to think, there is like a go-to that I do if I don't have the time to sit at a cafe because I, I go to other cities just to like mall hop. I know we still have malls. <laughs> it's, they're, they're in, they are infrastructural things over here. That is where the government payment processes are. It is the park. It is the third place. It's just how it is. Uh, if I go to other cities to like mall hop and shop around or just meet friends and stuff, if I don't have time to go to a cafe in the morning and chill out and play games on the Steam Deck uh, by Steam Deck, haha, uh, what I do is I head to the grocery, I buy myself a California Jack cheese, like a singular block, and I just munch on it like it was a sandwich. Okay. So there you go, California Jack cheese. <laughs> cool. Wow. All right. <laughs> The uh, next question is from VampKitten at mirror at froggy.tab. What is your opinion on water? Uh, yeah, good. I'm good with water. <laughs> I love water. Uh, foundation for all things good. What frequency do you vibrate on? Uh, I think I'm on the megahertz scale of frequencies. I don't know what it is, but it makes me like too sweaty, so I want to stop. Number three, girls. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yes. Women. Yeah. Top <laughs> peak. Oh, oh, to clarify the previous question, Colby Jack cheese. Because apparently there's another. Oh, right. Colby Jack cheese. Okay. California Colby Jack cheese. Mm. That's what I get. Why are we made to suffer? Uh, Why are we here? Just to suffer. <laughs> uh, suffering Bo's character, I suppose. You got to find a purpose in the suffering. Read the Stoics if you want to get a handle on that. Or, you know, fight against God and carve your own space. Life is a continuous cutting motion. Amber, I know you're listening, so you're going to love that I say that. (laughs) Uh, Have you seen my rings? I put them somewhere around here. Bestie, if you ran into the spike trap and you are surprised that your rings flew out of you like Sonic, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, question six, how are you? Doing, I mean, we were discussed that on an episode, both of us are kind of kind of sick. But yeah. I'm doing okay. Recovering. Recovering, yeah. Uh. The next question is from uh, the iconic and uh, very based Lizzie at brain.worm.pink. Gamer is cool. I agree, Gamer is a cool person. Do you know Lizzie? Yeah, I agree too. Ego, ego. <laughs> do, do you know Lizzie, Gamer? Yeah, I, I feel like, wait, one, we're mutual. I think we're mutuals. Yeah, we're mutuals, but I, I okay, I'm going to be, I'm so sorry. If you tell me like to pinpoint any specific person, if I see their profile picture, I'll know who they are unless they change it. But I'm not really that close with a lot of people. So okay. I'm sorry, but you guys can get closer to me. Just shoot me a DM on, uh, on, on Fedi or on like Discord. It's my main thing. I'm sorry. You sue me. 
I like to ask gamer to explain what it means to be a gamer. I mean, I think you've already explained that. Yeah, you've explained that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how did the gamer thing get started? That's also from Nissi. Okay, so it's time for the college cancellation okay. lore. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. That's right. In college, I joined this like student organization, and um, they purported to be about music, but I mean, they kind of were about music, but I'm an electronic musician. That's like, eh, that's not, it's eh for them because they're very much a perform live, it do like gigs in front of people, like get money. And I'm like, that's just not my thing. I don't perform live, but they forced me to, mm. to join the student org. And uh, it's apparently it's only my college, it's only my university that has this culture where essentially you haze people to get them to join your organization. It's not just like a submit your application, you're in type D. You have to go through a semester long application process. Afterwards, there is a interview in blistering heat and then there is a hazing. Uh, I I call it hazing because that's what it is. You can't tell me that you shoved me into into like freezing cold water after a night of sleep deprivation and not call it hazing, trust me. And then it turns out they were uh, smuggling marijuana. During oh. the drug war era under Duterte, oh. where even a sniff of marijuana would get you shot on the street. And all throughout that time, my Twitter handle was Pogulent Gamer because I, 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 I hyperfixated on the haha Fortnite funny battle pass haha funny. <laughs> I've never played Fortnite. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, that's and then when I shifted over to Feddy. Uh, I was I didn't have the gamer handle on uh, Game Liberty because it kind of baked in. But then when I was on Outer Heaven, uh, I believe I was still a gamer, or might have been Pogulant gamer. Uh, and then I might have had a few Fetty identities between then and now. Um, and then when I was on Bungle, I just kind of scooped up gamer, and that's where we are. Uh, my old Pogulant gamer Twitter account is dead because I got canceled for one. Having an opinion that maybe instead of going against, like, going so hard against the government that you're burning yourself out both academically and with social relationshiply, maybe you should handle what you're doing first before spending other energy into the like protests and rallies. I su- I mean, right now, now I support it, but like, you need to be responsible about, about it. And that take got me canceled off Twitter in the local scene of Twitter that I was in, which was the music org scene. And two, speaking out about the fucking marijuana smuggling. They didn't like that. And I think they still send death threats to all my old accounts sometimes. So, fun. What the fuck? But, wow. Yeah, that's the gamer thing. That's the gamer uh, thing. And it's part of my identity, basically. Thanks, Dad, for getting me Pokemon Ruby and a Game Boy Advance <laughs> SP at 10 years old. He did not know what he was getting himself into. <laughs> That's fantastic. He did not know what he started. Uh, so next one is from Stella at MK. Oh, Stella. How the fuck do I pronounce this? Ab- Ab- Absurstaub. Yeah, sure. Absurstaub. Yeah. yeah, sure. What's your favorite TF2 class and why? I mean... Do, 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 do. Uncle Dane, NG main. Ha ha. But yeah, it's, an, it's the engineer. Uh, I do play mo- most. I used to play soldier a lot, but uh, eh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like uh, ever since watching Un- uh, Uncle Dane, basically brainwashed me. And like, yeah, no, engineer is really fun because 
I only made this connection like relatively like a few years ago. Engineer is a summoner class. Oh, huh. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He summons like, yeah, he builds constructs. He summons them and then he gives them resources and then they do what he wants them to do. He's a beast master. He's a summoner. Right. And I really like summoners. I play summoner in Terraria. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, engineer. And there is no, he's very much one of the support characters that makes or breaks a team, at least in TF2. And I really like those kinds of supports because it's like, I have all this responsibility, but you'll be gravel. But like, if I slack off, you'll never see it. And if I redo really well, you'll never see it. So I'm just the force that makes or breaks your game experience. And I think it also reflects in other games too. Like in in Warframe, I play support, quote unquote support, even though they could just solo the game by themselves. I play quote unquote support Warframes. And in like in Terraria, there's a quote unquote support class. No, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Engineer. Uh, Second favorite is Spy because box taunt funny. Uh, third is sniper because, but sniper, but only with the piss gun. Uh, okay. Yes, yeah, do you know about the piss gun? The, the piss gun. How much do you know about TF two? I I played it like a few times. You know about the Gerardi mechanic from Sniper, right? Okay, yeah. So you know what the Gerardi is? It's just piss in a jar, and he throws it at people, and they when they get covered in piss, they want to die so much. They, they start taking additional damage. <laughs> that's the lore. Wow, that's, that's why uh, it works like that. That's reliable. But that that <laughs> I mean, yeah. But in sniper has a sniper rifle that does not instantly kill you on a headshot. Instead, it explodes a cloud of piss that coats you and anyone nearby, and it has the same effect. And I really like that. I just think it's funny, but it's also a very good support tool. Uh it's not like, I mean, in contrast to every, sniper's, every other sniper rifle that just insta-kills on headshot and people hate it because the bot crisis, it's a whole thing. But yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so, jars uh, on the Yas, Yas cast. Let's go. So uh, next question is from Clover at echo.wtf. As a gamer, do you like smoothies? If yes, what kind? My favorite smoothie is anything kind of fruit flavored. I like mango and uh, a passion fruit flavor together. Mm. Uh, smoothies. It's been a while since I've had a smoothie. I mostly have milk tea as like my flavored sweet drink of choice. Yeah, uh, I've, some people I've might know it as boba tea, I guess. Mm. But like a smoothie. In my uni days, there was this very good mango graham smoothie. And it was it was really good. Uh, if it wasn't Mango Graham, I'd get the Oreo smoothie. I mean, it's cookies and cream, but it's basically Oreo smoothie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would. You could also I'm... get like a ube smoothie. I really like ube. Sounds good to me. Uh, oh, and rank these from most to least favorite: cat girls, dog girls, fox girls. My ranking guys... is cat girls, fox girls, dog girls. All about yours. You know how they're all on the same line? Yeah. We are not ranking these, my friend. They are all the same in my heart. Uh, sure. 
yeah. Okay. What do you mean? Oh, sure. <laughs> I, the question was to rank him, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take the, the centrist way out and say they're all equal. Okay, fine. They're all, right. all below gamer girls. How about that? <laughs> okay. You know what? That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, the next question is from MoshiBot at Ambrosia.mo. Please, I need to know what is the optimal gaming stance. Please discuss. Uh, sitting down in a comfortable chair, I think that's optimal to me. The one that uh, oppresses the most minorities. No. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that oppresses the most minorities and women. Honestly, anything ergonomic, but if you're using gyro controls, yes. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the most optimal gaming stance. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hate women and minorities, so... <laughs> As a gamer. <laughs> As a gamer, of course. That's the, only a, tr- a true gamer hates women and minorities. <laughs> what about men? They're not exempt from this. <laughs> <laughs> also, what do you all do to become such silly goobers? Uh, exist, I think. Also, trauma, but mostly exist. Yeah, basically that plus beyond Fetty. Yeah, yeah, beyond Fetty. Yeah, that that kind of adds to the to the brain rot, the brain worms. Dot pink. That is. <laughs> 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 the uh, next question is from. Uh, do I have to read just start, out? Just use the first two names. Just use the first two names. Okay, Trust me okay, on this. good. Because I'm not. Gonna, I wasn't. I was not going to read out all the. All the names. Uh, so next question is from Vega Cassidy, which is at Amber X or Lucy at Crimeu.gay. A question: Do you think alchemy and gaming can be syncretized? Absolutely. Uh, here's the thing, right? Uh, yeah, see, how much about alchemy do you know? A fair amount, I suppose. A fair amount. Uh, you yeah. know about the Monas Hieroglyphica? No, I don't know. So the Monas Hieroglyphica, okay, like there was this idea in alchemy where if they could cast reality, if they could represent reality in symbols and manipulate that, they could manipulate reality. Essentially, like if I was able to describe, say, an apple in, a, in the correct language, and then I change my description in that language, the apple would change as well, right? That was kind of the idea in alchemy. And uh, I'm probably getting this completely wrong. But <laughs> this is what I <laughs> know from watching Esoterica. The Monus Hieroglyphica was an attempt to create an all-encompassing symbol that, if manipulated, would manipulate reality because it, it itself was a representation of reality. Essentially, the description is the thing. And if I change the description, the thing changes in turn. That's what they were trying to get at. And they, they were so convinced that it was a matter of language. I think that's pretty much applicable to gaming. And that is, and I, I know Amber here is talking about gaming, both gaming, the gaming gaming and my gaming, the manifesto gaming. Uh, thing is, if you are able to put into language your behavior, both in game and in life, then you could modify that by one, you're aware of it already, and awareness already makes change happen. Uh, number two, if you are aware of something and you change that description, you are able to uh, you are able to more accurately describe why you do something, and then you can change that. You can begin to incorporate that into yourself. You're essentially alchemizing yourself. 
I sound like an absolute lunatic right now, but trust me on this. It actually <laughs> works. For example, if you notice that you're not hydrating enough, describe that. I'm not hydrating enough. Why? What are the friction points? Uh, that's another buzzword. What are the minor annoyances stopping you from hydrating enough? Oh, I don't have cold water. Get an insulated bottle. Oh, I don't have it on me at all times. Have it on you at all times. Oh, I need to refill it with cold water constantly. Then you can start building a system to get ice or maybe you can get an ice maker and then have some water from the tap if you're lucky enough to have that. Uh, like drinkable water from the tap. If not, then you like get like big water jugs, just put it in there. You are able to work through that problem by first describing it and then modifying that description, modifying the, la modifying the language. So yeah, if that's your alchemy, then you can alchemize yourself. And you can alchemize gaming too. I mean, it's how you improve in fighting games, for example. Uh, Yassi, how much do you know about fighting games? Uh, not much. Not much. All right. So uh, essentially in fighting games, Every, it's a fighting games. Here's the biggest secret. It's a complex rock, paper, scissors, but that's basically all it is. Sure. It's rock, paper, scissors in who can press a button that moves first than the other person's button press, who can press a button or do an action that answers this person's button press. If you are able to describe what you're doing wrong and become aware of it, and then you can find the description of what to do right. And you can modify yourself, essentially. You can teach yourself how to respond to a bad option in a fighting game. And then you just get better at the game. You've al it's like alchemy. So there's, there's your answer right there. Interesting. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, okay. The next question is from... <laughs> <laughs> Next question is from mstar at warham.men. Oh, .men? Is that real TLD? .men? Okay. It would seem so. I mean, obviously it's real because it's there, but like, obviously it's supposed to be like woman, you know, as opposed to warham.men. Anyway, uh, the question that, uh, that Melody asks us is meow, meow, meow. I am patting you. There you go. Oh, thanks. No, <laughs> well, you too, but also oh. the person who asked the question. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah, we should, we should definitely pat Melody, pat, pat Melody, pat. Also, pat. have a follow. That's that's <laughs> live. Yeah, Melody is great. I like, I, uh, I like her. She's great. The next question is from at Jessica at Kitsune's dot club. You know what? I didn't realize. I realized, only just now that I realized that it was a uh, Kitsune's plural as opposed to Kitsune singular. Um, just the one Kitsune. Just, just Kitsune Dark Club. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's gaming on the mixer board. Yeah, I game everywhere. Game on the mixer board. Game off the mixer board. True. True. Game true. Game on the mixer board. Uh, yeah. Next one is from uh, Marceline, who is at Gento, Gento, Gento. Gen no, Gento. It's just the one O. Oh, okay. Gento one six six at fucking hell. That place, uh, the uh, abster style. Abster style, abster, blah, 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 blah. Question. It's a pigeon, I think, is what that means. Oh, okay. Question. Would you like to teleport bread? And if yes, where and why? I have done nothing but teleport bread for the last three days. That's my best soldier impression. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not good. I 
to have no reason to teleport bread except to make that reference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> my, my, and uh, last but not least, of course, is uh, from Elliot at ambrosia.mo. How, and most importantly, why? Good questions, to which I can't give you an answer because they're just such good questions, you know? Expect my answer in three to five business years. So, yeah, <laughs> I have to think about that one real quick. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Maybe real, if you real... follow me and I follow you back, we could probably work on the answer together. Elliot is nice. Oh, and they just followed me. Great. Oh, good, good. Elliot is uh, Elliot I is my twin actually. Uh, their old oh. account, no, well, well, so so on their old account, um, they had the same profile picture as me. Ah. It was very weird because I was like, "Hey, this person." Um, <clears throat> I was like, like scrolling generally. I was like, "Wait, this person looks familiar." Wait a minute, that's my profile picture. Uh, the difference between um his profile picture and mine was that his was uh desaturated and had like a vignette uh filter on it. Um, but yeah, from that, we're like, oh yeah, we're, we're twins now. And then I guess Elliot moved to a different account on Ambrosia.mo and now here we are. So yeah, uh, Elliot is my French twin from the Alps. Uh, unfortunately French. Understand. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, of course. But that's all the questions, uh, that we have. And I think, I mean, that's all the time we have for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, uh. My reputation will be severely ir- and irreparably damaged by this episode because now y'all know my weird beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> I've exposed the gamer. Gamer exposed. Women and minorities saved. <laughs> so thank you uh, very much to Gamer for appearing on today's episode, which is episode eight. You know, I really should have thought of, like a snappy title, but I think eight works only because next episode will be a like a, a thing and it only works if today's episode is episode eight is it gonna um, be 8.1 or something uh-oh <laughs> um <clears throat> well uh thanks for spoiling it for everyone gamer <laughs> no 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 it's okay i i can quite literally edit this out of the episode no 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 no, no. except i won't I won't cut out the part where I said I edited something out. So everyone's going to have to wonder what did gamer edit out. Hmm. I'm just going to leave this in gamer. Like <laughs> I'm just going to leave this part in. Uh, yes. So next episode will be episode 8.1 uh, because that, that's a funny episode. <laughs> but anyway, but yep. So today's episode uh, is episode eight. We have, of course, gamer. Thank you very much for being on here, gamer. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, Oh, God, I just realized something. What? I gave this podcast name to my coworkers. They know I produced this, and now they know it's me. Okay, that's, that's, that's your problem. But uh, hi. Yeah, hi, it's my gamers. problem. Uh, don't follow me if you be. Just don't. Uh, well, yeah. let's, let's keep the separation. All right. <laughs> yeah. you, you guys can follow me. Um, you know what? This is again. Yeah, follow again. Yassi. Again, this is like another episode where I forgot to include my handle in in, in the introduction. Um, just, I feel like, I mean, there are people out there who listen to this podcast who don't follow me. Like, I remember one time I saw two people discussing it, and they neither of them followed me. I'm like, these guys don't even know who I am. And they're like, yeah, this is a great podcast. <laughs> you should listen to it. It's like, 
what you, you reckon I mean, you, fair enough but like listen to whatever you want like you know and I hope those guys are listening doing well. to the movie adaptation of your posts <laughs> <laughs> this is the audio this is like the, the radio adaptation of my posts that's yeah that's, they, they <laughs> got the audio book first before they got to the source material and they don't want to <laughs> read the manga or some shit <laughs> but yeah <laughs> yep I'm at yassi underscore j at zero w zero dot is um uh, so yep thank you very much to gamer for being on today's episode this episode oh, was thank you for having me you're welcome you're welcome this episode was uh directed produced and uh edited and written nope again i keep i keep instinctively saying that i wrote this episode when i didn't i mean this, you did so I, oh yes of course every episode is scripted right even even this entire bit is scripted the now, whole fetty verse is scripted by you <laughs> oh okay that is that is that nearly yaslo then uh all episodes new, new yaslo dropped new yaslo dropped all, all episodes all all the fetty verse is scripted by me yep so this episode is directed produced um and edited by me and also hosted by me uh today's guest is gamer at bungie.online uh this bungle, episode not bungie sorry, bungle. <laughs> this, today's guest is gamer at bungle.online uh gamer was also the one who will be mixing and mastering this episode if you like to support this show episode. if you'd like to and every episode yeah uh if you'd like to support the show there are kofi and yeah there's just the kofi link i think i just have it's the kofi. Just a kofi it's just a kofi uh you can support this episode you can support the show on kofi give money please please give money so i can keep making more episodes anyway thank you yes. very much good night from me yasin and me gamer the end